baby. I've been waiting for this all day. The talk. My Credo Podcast. Turn this up. is here, KT is here, this is episode 106, moving on up in the world, everybody, KT, I gotta start with you, because it was your birthday, yes. it was your birthday, what'd you do, how how was it? It was, uh-huh. you know, I kept it real low-key, I had to work, so, and then, of course, I had my niece's eighth grade night at school, so, you know. Oh, oh, so, so that's, that's what I did. Oh, so that was like really a thing. Like you weren't just, that were like cold for, I got this little thing coming through with, with the gray sweatpants vibe. Like th- that wasn't it? No, he came through the night before. Uh, oh, 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 okay. All right. <laughs> just messing. Right. I'm really kidding. No, I'm lies, kidding. I believe you. That's, that's facts. That's facts. <laughs> air, air horn for the birthday. <laughs> But no, but no, we we wish you a happy birthday. We knew you had some things to do, so we wish you a happy birthday last week, but officially happy belated birthday. Um, And we love you. Nas missed you, so I'm going to go ahead and switch it over to him. Nas, what's going on, man? How you doing? And I miss you. (laughs) And I miss you. Come here. Give me notice. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on. Come here and give me some of that nose, girl. Stop playing. That little chocolate nose. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. I can't with you. Right. So, the Eskimo kisses. <laughs> Dante, I am so happy that you have came, uh, you know, to my panel. Well, not my panel, but to, you know, uh, damn. I-, I was trying not to pause this stuff, you know what I'm saying? Because I was going to say you came to me. And I was, and I was like, I, I don't want to say that. <laughs> and then I was going to say. I'll be in full cam bro mode right now. <laughs> Pulse. And then I was going to say that you came to my box. And then I said, oh, no, I can't, I can't say that either. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. No, no. Oh, oh no. no. I can't wait. To, I can't so wait. To get down. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. I cannot wait for us to uh, be be together on location, all four of us. You know what I mean? So we don't have to talk like this about boxes and things like that. But no, I, I got to talk to you about something real quick. I got to make you laugh. Hit me out. Remember the episode on the late night flight? Remember the episode on the late night flight where I talked about the North Toms? It's a publication here in my hometown, North New Jersey. And I was speaking on a, a personality by the name of Derek the Dog, who represents the LGBT uh, QIA uh, community. If I got that wrong, I apologize. Yes. Okay, uh, but yeah. that's what it was, right? You see why I'm I'm, I'm butting up the things I'm saying for a reason. All right, let, let me get to it. Let me get to it. So, as you know, 
I said, matter of fact, I won't even get to what I said. So I was on the show this past weekend. Um, if you go on my IG stories, uh, I'm like as if somebody's gonna see it tomorrow. But hey, I'll put it up again. So the Darren Green show, young man from Trenton, New Jersey, young monetized brother, just like you, Dante. Shout out to my man Darren Green. He used to do this show with the guy Darren, right? So he has a new co-host. Her name is Ama. Awesome, beautiful chocolate sister, uh, does uh, modeling. Cool, whatever. You know what I'm saying? So I'm on the show. All of a sudden, Derek just pulls up to the to the webcam and was like, who we got in here? To <gasps> it's you. And I'm like, what? Me? What are you talking about? I'm good. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> so you know me. I'm just over here like, Derek. I ain't even know you was going to be here. Derek, how are you? You know, he like, oh, no, no. I know what you said about me. I know what you said about me. I'm like, Derek, what are you talking about? So, mind you, the other two just laughing. Now, mind you, I think Derek, um, not Derek, I'm sorry, uh, Darren may uh, represent the LGBT community. I didn't get into it. You know, right? I don't even, I, I might be in trouble now again. But who knows? It, it doesn't matter. We're trying to tell a story. So, anyway, yes. here goes the fun. So, he's like, yo, you called me a drag queen. And that's when I was like, hold on, bro. Hold on, bro. I didn't call you a drag queen. I said you wear drag. So he was like, well, what is that? And I said, well, you know what? Listen, if we're going to go this route, I apologize. I thought that was the correct term. That's what something that I heard RuPaul say as far as the clothes, like the clothing. But let's, let's just keep this real right now, bro. I gave you high praise. Did I not? Right here in front of the camera. High praise. Did I not? So he looked, he was like, yeah, you, okay, you did, you did. You know, I shouldn't have did that. I'm so sorry. You did. You know what I'm saying? You did. <laughs> you said you did. <laughs> All right, I apologize, Derek. Stop it, Derek. Uh -huh. Don't, Derek. So you said I apologize, <laughs> and I was like, well, he didn't say I apologize. He said, well, you did, you did, and I said, yo, I did. Like, bro, <clears throat> I, I respect you because you're working hard. You know what I'm saying? I I wanted to like work with you. I want to collab with you. You feel me? Because I respect people that's out here being consistent. You know what I'm saying? I don't care about your background, your sexuality. I will work with you. No problem. Right. So we, we had that. We had that uh, together. We, we're, we're on good. You know, we're on good. Uh, everything is on a, a good note. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to my homeboy, Darren Green. And uh, yeah, I thought I thought that was the funniest thing that happened to me this weekend. You know what I'm saying? I, mean, I got I got G-checked by the community. All right. I, I really did. No problem. But it's all good. Yeah. It's all good. I gave a compliment. I gave a compliment. It's all, all good. Right. So, so that means that I will have to keep putting those little moments on my platform. All right, cool. So, so we won't <laughs> any of those takes and stuff. You know, I'll just keep it over here. He don't know about me, but shout out. He don't know about me, but I'll take those bullets. I, I'll take those bullets. I apologize. I love you. I didn't know that they I, I, listen well well that outfit was like i said was better than Lil Nas X outfit all right if uh, uh, anyway let's continue the show let's continue the show <laughs> all right moving right along oh, shout out shout out to Mr Green shout out to Mr Green shout out to my homeboy Darren Green that's my guy that is my guy shout okay. out to Derek Gidolin cool. shout out to all of them i love them they good people Word up yes and the platform and and everything because just again you know Anybody that is consistent, all jokes aside and, and how high he's inside, y'all consistent, you're putting in work, salute, period, period. And it is because in this space, you know, it's just so easy for people to hop in and hop right back out. You know, it sounds fun. It seems fun. Oh, give me a microphone and I'll spout out my opinions. But 
when it becomes work, when it's okay, now let's take some notes. Let's do some research. Let's make sure that we follow a story that may last three, four, five, six, seven, eight weeks. And we continue to update and give educated, unbiased opinions while also trying to be entertaining and funny that becomes work. And when it becomes work, you don't see or hear from these people again. So for those that, that are being consistent, that are committed to the art and craft of podcasting, salute, salute to all y'all for real, for real. nothing but love and respect over here. I've been thinking about also doing uh, some on-field reporting, like be a weatherman to see if there's any tornadoes in Maryland. Uh-huh. I, I think that will be very, very good because now I'm starting to worry because <laughs> it used to be the Fantastic Four, um, but now we're standing, we're, we're almost like the Tennessee Three, and I just need, but we'll cover that story a little later. <laughs> but, uh, but it's like, instead of one surviving the expulsion, it's like, we got exposed, and, and then there's only one that's kind of went away. All right, I so uh, shout say, out to I, Keith. I want to be the white woman. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> I want my job back. That is the safest position that you can ever be in the United States of America. <laughs> A white woman. <laughs> you are safe. I don't care what you do. <laughs> You're safe. But shout out to Keisha. She says uh, she couldn't make it. But uh, these jokes will continue as long as you are not here. Um, you know, <laughs> she's about to be mad now. And, you know, sometimes some things just so, so, something, a foot is being put down somewhere, somehow, a foot, maybe a face in the pillow. All right. So uh, we'll move right along. Uh, listen, um, we love you, Keisha. All right. So, <laughs> so uh, real quick. And this, I, I was just talking about, you know, consistency and all that, all that good stuff. And I'm going to start with something that I was not very um, thorough in checking on. And that's Monique's Netflix special, uh, which is not really that important to me. But it's the story that, again, we, we all have been covering for a little over a year now. Um, because there's a whole saga when it comes to Monique and Netflix, where she initially tried to sue for racial discrimination and pay discrepancies because she was comparing her pay to was it was it Amy I forgot her last name but the the Schumer yes but she was comparing her pay to hers and felt that she was getting less because she was black uh, and there was this whole backlash that caused her to be blackballed even more uh, but now after all of that up until now she got a reconciliation with Netflix to where now she has a special while well, I watched a little bit of it. Uh, you guys can chime in as far as if you watched all of it or parts of it like me, but uh, it will be unfair for me to try to critique her special as the special. Um, I am going to address a particular backlash from a piece, a, a clip, if you will, from the special but first, I will get you guys uh, opinion on her special. If you saw it, was it funny? Was it good? Is she back? Is she not? Do you think she'll get another one? You know, that's like four questions that I'm asking you all at once. So, KT, you are the belated birthday girl. Yes, so we're gonna start with you. You, Monique is back. 
or is she? I ain't gonna lie, I didn't see the whole thing either. I fell asleep on it. <laughs> I may have chuckled twice, and next thing you know, I was watching the back of my eyelids. So. Uh, okay, okay. I so real quick. I don't so know when you chuckled twice. About how long were you able to watch before it started watching you? Were you maybe about ten minutes in, twenty minutes in? You know, about how long? I'm. I may have been about 20 minutes in before I started okay. watching the back of my eyelids. Okay. It might have been 20 minutes in. So I'm trying to calculate. It just the, was not given. Okay. I was trying to calculate the, the chuckle or laugh per second ratio just to, to see, you know, if it was on par of being <laughs> consistent uh, to be a good comedy special. Um, but two chuckles in 20 minutes, I, I, I don't know. But. I will have to, I will shift this over to Podcast Batman. And he's Podcast Batman for a reason. So, Nas, is Monique... Henny Badger. But the, yeah, the, the Henny Badger logo Henny is Badger. in the sky right now. <laughs> and, we need, and we need the greatest Henny Badger to ever live to report on this topic right here. Monique is back on Netflix. After all the drama, was it worth the wait? Commissioner Gordon, what happened to the Joker? Now I'm playing. <laughs> so, so let's just get right into it, okay? One and a half flights for this, uh, for this comedy special over here, right? One and a half flights. Oh, it's bad. But I do want to say some good things before we get into <laughs> it, okay? Listen, I'm going to say this right now. I'm going to say this right now. For the next two weeks, okay? For the next two weeks and only the next two weeks, Chocolate plus size women holla at me right now. Monique, you look good, baby. You looked good. I can't even hold you, girl. She did you look good. You looked good. I, yo, you was looking good. That's all I could keep saying. You looked good. Ooh, but that's good. the deception right there. That's the what deception. I'm sorry. I'm Listen. sorry. Burr, flag on the plate because that, that is the thing when it comes to these toxic women. They look amazing. And it makes you they forget do. how toxic they are. It makes you no, forget. No, we're gonna, oh my! We're, oh, we're going to get to the toxicity. I, I'm trying to give this woman her. You know, it's it's one of those okay, uh, okay. business sandwich things. You know, you give a compliment and then you wow out and then you give the compliment. Yeah. You feel me? You go, you, you recap. You're right. You're right. You're right. That's all. You're right. I'm sorry. That's all. It's all good. It's all good. Yo, yo, do your thing. You know what I'm saying? But plus size woman, right? Beautiful, right? And then on top of it, look, I'm going to say this. She's a comedic legend. Say whatever you want about her. She is a comedic legend. This woman is an Academy Award winner, all right? Made her bones in the late 90s, early 2000s with Moesha and the Parkers. Uh, she did a couple of specials that was pretty good. Not uh, Wanda Sykes level. Um, I would say that technically her and Amy Schumer is the same. It's just that, hey, let's be honest. She is white, Jewish, and in Hollywood. You are not. It's a big difference. I apologize, Monique, all right? That's all I'm going to say about that. I apologize on behalf of white Hollywood for and you, Hollywood, for not, you know, just not giving you your flowers that you deserve. You deserve those flowers. I will definitely say that. Now, let's get into this filth. Listen, comedy is dying. And us, the public domain, the, the, the public, it is our fault because we have found a way to be sensitive about every single thing comedians do or say. Now they're changing up their gimmicks. 
They're not even making jokes anymore. They saw what Chappelle did, and now they're doing that. They want to make speeches, and they want to create therapy sessions. I'm not paying you 80, 90, 120, 140, $240 to hear your therapy session. No disrespect. I want to laugh with you. I don't want to go to therapy sessions with you. That's your husband's job. I don't want to do it. For 20 minutes, 20 minutes, the first 20 minutes, Dante and KT, she spoke about her being in special education. Like that is funny in itself. That's not funny. And then just because you want to say, uh, let me say, I, I, wanna, I, I, had, I had the N word. I want to use it differently. Niger. All right. I'm going to use it like the, the African country. All right. You know what I mean? You say Niger like 15 times in your special education 20 minute bit. Like that's supposed to be funny. Niger. Niger. I, this girl took off her head. I said, Niger. What did you? I'm like, that's not funny. Okay. Not funny. So you took 20 minutes to talk about that. Um, the middle, I I forgot it was that bad, but then the church part. All right. You talked about yep. the church, the bisexuality that you had. I'm over here, like, well, where's your husband at? What is going on? Do you know what's what is she admitting to? What's going on over here? Talk to your woman. If you've known this woman since 10th grade, you better be getting some threesomes, dog. You better be getting a bunch of threesomes, all right? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Maybe that wasn't. Maybe that was a part of the marriage that she wasn't supposed to speak of out loud. I don't know. That's none of my business. Right. All right. But again. Don't they have an open marriage though? I, I don't know. This, this is, look, listen, I, I am not a follower of Monique by any, uh, you know, I, I don't follow her. So I don't, I would not know that. I know that she's a beautiful plus size woman. If she wanna, I don't follow her either, but I hear if she wanted, If she want to have a threesome with me, I for the next two weeks, I will allow it. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that right now. I can't right. stand you. Not with the husband. I really can't stand I don't do, you. I don't do MMF. I don't do MMF. I do FFM. All right. Just want to put that out there. Anyway. Right. <laughs> so I don't even know what that is. Worry. He don't he but doesn't anyway, he doesn't do male, male, female. He does female, female, male. That's what, that's what oh, okay, got you. Okay. You know. <laughs> But with her, I mean, okay, here it comes. I will take this bullet, okay? I'm going to take it. Okay. This is me. This is Dante speaking. But with her, yes. you know, yeah, it's already like FFM. All right, so go, go ahead. Go ahead, Nas. Go ahead, Nas. This, with, with Monique, this is FFM. All right, go ahead. Yeah. So what would – so now I, I was about to say, but what would be her and Lizzo then? What you taking the bullet for? What That's would be what her said. and Lizzo? Let's do that. What, what would oh, be her oh and Lizzo be? Talk to me. I want to hear FF. this. FF FFM. I thought it was going to be FF thicker clock FFM. <laughs> All right. With a, with a side of gravy. With a side of gravy. All right. I'm sorry. Yep. <laughs> I can't stand neither one of y'all right now. I really can't. But, but it was nothing. <laughs> it was just nothing funny about this at all. She just wanted. Oh, yeah. One thing she did say that I respect about her, though, she talked about how, listen, I was raised on real Niger Boulevard, all right? Baltimore, Maryland. So when she talked about that, that was in the middle. That was the, uh, the middle of the comedy bit. And it just reminded me of, yo, yeah, that is you. You are, you, you, you definitely come off with that hood persona um, and... 
I just don't understand how you didn't use that to be more consistent in the industry. I think that's the one thing that she's missing to to put a uh uh to just put the nail on the coffin, not the coffin, I'm sorry. Just to basically hit hard, hit home the fact that she's a comedic legend. She talked about how she wasn't Dave Chappelle, she wasn't Chris Rock, she wasn't Amy Schumer, but God damn it, I am Mother F and Monique. And it's like, yes, you are, no doubt. But the difference between you and them is that they're working every day. All right? Chris Rock just stole from the Federal Reserve for $40 million for that corny-ass comedy special. All right? Listen. <laughs> listen. Ran like, off. you're working. Ran, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, did it. All right? <laughs> you did it. Okay? Did I hear the pitter-patter of the feet? Yes, you did. You did. Chill, chill. Don't let me do this three times. All all we're basically saying to you is that we want you to do the same thing. I remember the time when you was uh, you were supposed to have that late night talk show with BET and all of a sudden it got canceled. I thought you was doing a good job with it. Like that would have been a great lane for you. But now with all that being said, you know, if BET, if you want to bring back that late 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 show, I was just thinking, I was just thinking, you know, maybe me. All right. Me. Make me. Your new host, all right? Just just think about it for a second, all right? You can use me and abuse me, pause, because I'm not a star, all right? You can take 60% from me. I don't even care. You can definitely do the bad boy Diddy thing, you know what I'm saying? I was about to say, and and, and rape me, you know, but I was like, pause, you know what I'm saying? I was like, <laughs> no, you know, raping you records. We're talking about what they, yeah, talking about yeah. that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Watch yourself. Watch yourself. Is what I would be saying if Diddy asked me some questions. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <Stop it>. <laughs> <laughs> Take that. Take that. But, but that is but that is my conclusion. You know what I'm saying? One and a half stars, one and a half flights, I mean, for my homegirl Monique. Um, I just want to see you be more consistent in the game. I, I I think the game needs you. It's not as if they don't need you, it's just that you're not consistent and yeah, that's it. I feel like like you can't do the therapy session thing like homeboy did. What was his name? Carmichael. Oh, Gerard Carmichael. But see, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah Gerard Carmichael, because I watched his special too. And although there were a lot of kind of drawn out pauses in it. When he landed a joke, it landed. You know what I mean? But I don't know. Some of her, uh, what she was meaning to be funny, didn't. it just didn't land. It just didn't land in for me. And I was just kind of like, okay. Yeah, because she didn't bring um, no joke. She just wanted to, she was just being outlandish. It's what Mike Epps kind of do in mm-hmm. today's world way is like yo if you bring mike epps to your super bowl party yo you're gonna have a good time let's just keep it real you're gonna have a good time same yes. thing with monique you're gonna have a good time when she gonna be like niger what did that offensive lineman do we buy him up he'd be like hell this this woman is crazy you know what i'm saying like she is dope yes. but make her do a 30 minute stand-up routine you know what I'm saying on stage somewhere it, it, it probably won't land because offensive lineman is oh my look at that niger what what's what she talking about this is not queen this is not queens of comedy but uh level any longer like she 
was on a totally different level back then. Yeah, she wasn't hurt by D.L. Hughley in the industry and Amy Schumer. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I'm saying. She, yeah. We don't want to hear your gripes. No disrespect to you. I'm not saying that your gripes are not important. We just saying as, as the buying consumer who doesn't make nowhere near as much money as you, yeah. like you said on your special, you got a staff. I ain't got no staff. You know what I'm saying? It's just me and my right hand. I don't have a staff, all right? So listen, I need you to entertain me, baby. All right? It's just a little sexy plus size ass. Listen, you and your right, your right I, hand. I, I, I feel it. like, <laughs> I feel like <laughs> definitely more work consistently. Uh, consistency is what she needed or what she needs. But I think that she thinks she found a way to do that or create that. Because when you look this up on Netflix, it's listed as an LGBTQ comedy. And it all circles around the recent backlash, uh, particularly a particular point within the special where she's talking about uh, where she felt a sexual desire towards other women. Um, and, you know, the uh, this is not to belittle the community, but there's particular talking points that people hit. I felt this way, being my true selves, felt like, you know, the everything that you would hear someone from the LGBTQ say, she said almost verbatim. And then she talked, you know, she, the joke when she tried to land a, Hey, I talked to my husband about it. Hey, I want to be sexually active with other women. And he's like, and my husband responded, well, me too. And ha 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 ha. Yeah. Um, but that didn't get the reaction that she really hoped for while he got some, some praise. Uh, there was a lot of mixed reaction because a lot of people called cap and it's like, no, you're trying to get the support of the LGBTQ to get behind you to resurge your career. And people was like, nah, we see right through that. What you was trying to do now we don't rock with that. That's cap. Um, so, for us, KT, because again, I didn't see the full thing. I saw right around 20 minutes. Um, I didn't fall asleep on that. I was just like, all right, I think I'll play video games now. And I uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, all right, Street Fighter. And just for us who ha- haven't seen it, we saw a little bit of it, really wasn't too impressed to, to continue watching. When you hear this particular bit of her special, do you believe her? Not like it, you know, quote unquote matters. It's her life. She's going to do what she wants to do anyway. It's a move, but we have to also acknowledge that this is a very popular wave that people are riding because right now that's where the money is. So is, mm-hmm. is Monique trying to ride a wave or was she being <clears throat> her authentic, truthful, blah, 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 being herself? What do you think? Yeah, I don't really... I don't really believe it, to tell you the truth. I feel like people are trying to jump on a bandwagon, trying to ride the wave, like you said. Um, And I don't think that that's cool at all because there are people who really, really struggle with that. Right. And really, really have gone through that struggle. And you sitting there acting, you know, acting like that's you and it's not i i really don't 
I'm not really, really getting that it's, I feel like she's just trying to build her career back up, really. I, I, I don't really see that, that that is a real thing for her. Uh, which, if I it just, is or isn't, it. I, it, it worked. Because again, if you go to Netflix and you look up her special, the tag beside it, and the only tag beside it is LGBTQ comedy. So, Nas, is this is this facts or is this cap? I don't know what it is, but let me tell you something. If you want it to be a fact, let me be your PR. Step into my office, Monique. I'm about to show you what you do. See, your problem is, girl, look, close the door behind you. What's wrong with you? You're in my office. That's right. Now listen, listen. You're a comedic legend. Don't you understand? Don't you understand it's the mouth that made you money? Don't you understand that? Now, I understand that you over here giving out these stories saying that now you want to be bisexual. You had these you had these uh, urges. But listen, this is 2023. No one wants to hear this in audio form. Everybody's on YouTube. I want to see you with your lesbian relationship. Show me the woman. Hold hands with her. Kiss her in public. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to fake it, baby. Fake it till you make it. You're supposed to give us the smoking mirrors. You're supposed to be holding Lizzo's hand at the beach, Montego Bay. And you're supposed to have the paparazzi there just taking pictures with you. And all you got to say is, we just friends. That's it. That's, That's it. it. That, is what Oprah, that is what Oprah and Gail been doing for 30 years now, okay? This woman is a billionaire off of it. You got to think like that. That's all I want to say. <laughs> I can't. Oh, see? Oh gosh! Like you, you just gotta follow the Look, example that's already laid Oprah. out. Oprah's a powerful woman. Don't do that. I know, and that's why for thirty <laughs> years you haven't really connected the dots. That's why because they're just friends. But the problem is, Monique has been bucking that system for the last five to ten years. So Oprah, Lee Daniels, Tyler Perry, um, and the list goes on. But they're like, all you got to do is just walk in what we've already said and established. Tyler Perry, him, and insert any other male actor he hires for his movies slash TV shows. Um, I mean, it's already there. And that's all you got to do. And Tyler Perry that's did all it you crazy. Tyler, except, for, except for the Meet the Brown Man, that man has hired nothing but six foot, you know what I'm saying, in the gym as people, all right? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he basically hired me to train a bunch of six-footers to be in his movie. That's what he did. That's what he did. I'm just going to tell you the, the secret here because I, I went on and connected the dots. Tyler yeah, Perry. With Tyler Perry. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, and I'm going to tell you. It's the same type that these young modern women want. They say they want a six-six-six. And what that means is, is not demonic as, as far as the mark of the beast. They, the 666 represents six foot, six figures, six inches. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's his type. And every single one. <laughs> every single one. <laughs> every single one. All right, we love Tyler Perry because you know I still would take a job. All right, so <laughs> I still would take a job, but I still want Byron to own BET. All right, um, so <laughs> moving on, there's someone else I want to laugh at right quick because I just thought this was absolutely hilarious, um, mainly because it's her and just anything she says is just funny to me. Candace Owens, um, has been a victim of racism, 
Um, I will say that again. <laughs> Candace Owens has been a victim of racism. So in the last couple of days, the date of this recording is uh, Monday, April 10th. Uh, Candace Owens is mad. I'm talking about she's pissed off because she requested the services of a famous interior decorator. His name is David Neto. And, you know, you can look his stuff up. Really dope interior designer. Um, They saw that he designed a friend's home and they wanted to see if he could do the same for them. The husband sends an email and David Neto responds. (laughs) And I'm going to read this response. (laughs) 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 He says... Thank you for the inquiry, but I would rather get beat in the ass with the wooden plank. Kind <laughs> regards. <laughs> that was his response. I would rather get beat in the ass with the wooden plank than to ever be near either one of you. Kind regards, David Neto. Now, David Neto, he's white. How is that racism? But, but listen, listen, this is how. This is how she makes the big bucks for the conservative party. So after this, <laughs> after this, she gets mad and he further uh, explains himself. David Neto does. And he, he posts after January 6th, the joke's over. People like this should expect to be recognized as complicit with something very dangerous and I don't mean Kanye West, and expect to be told off in polite society. Now, there's a particular um, article about this I'm going to read, and it's from a conservative uh, platform. And I just love reading conservative articles because it's so, it's so funny. All right. <laughs> uh-huh. The title is Woke White Interior Designer Refuses to Remodel Candace Owens' Home Would Rather Get Beaten Ass. All right. David Neto is a renowned interior (laughs) designer. His work is acclaimed, and he'd rather take a wooden plank to the ass than remodel Candace Owens' home. Owens detailed in an exchange between Neto and her husband, George Farmer, to Vanity Fair this week, my husband wrote the most polite email because he's always polite. He's very English. Those who don't know, he is the Englishman. He was a part of the Brexit uh, campaign over in Great Britain. Now he owns the right-wing conservative Facebook called Parlor, right? So he's very polite. He's very English. We didn't know if we could afford a designer or anything. There, Neto responded, stating he'd rather get beaten in the ass with a wooden plank. The designer tried to defend his position to Vanity Fair by blaming January 6th, saying the event prompted him to take a stand against right-wingers. In addition to Owen's work with the Daily Wire, her husband owns Parlor. All right. So, imagine if a white interior designer had rejected the business of a black liberal woman over her politics. Owens already has. She says, if a white conservative male had written that email to an outspoken black liberal, he would have lost everything she said this is like jim crow <clears throat> <laughs> really i'm gonna read that again <laughs> 
if a white conservative male had (laughs) written that email to an outspoken black liberal, he would have lost everything. This is like Jim Crow. (laughs) This is what she said. She likened this to Jim Crow. I don't see the correlation here. Oh, my God. So, yeah. So, of course, you have people like me who's laughing at this because this is absolutely hilarious. Um, now she, <laughs> she bases her platform on the quote unquote victimhood mentality where black people always see the race and the racial issues and everything mm-hmm. and everything isn't racist. Matter of fact, racism doesn't even exist. Everything is based on your own power and it, all you have to do is work hard and pull yourselves up by the bootstraps and everything will work out for you because look at me, look what I've done. I married a rich English white man who was uh, very, very well off and I had his baby. So now I'm set for life. Um, <laughs> so she says, follow my example. But she says, because he refused, David Neto refused to in- <laughs> design their home. It was racist <laughs> because if this was done, if, if a white person did it to a black person, oh, this would be like Jim Crow. That's all I got. And I'm just going to laugh from here on out. So I'm just going to open this up to you guys. What do you guys think? Is Candace always on to something? Would this be like Jim Crow? Oh, please. <laughs> don't even don't even entertain that bull crap. <laughs> like, for real. Because Candace Owens, she got a lot of nerve. Talking about racism don't exist. And then she crying racism at this stupid ass that's all i got but she says but she says you know but she said i'm not the one that's really crying racism i'm just saying if this was a white man doing this to a black woman that it would have been like jim crow you know you know that's how she tried to whatever that's how she tried to backtrack you know i'm not saying this is what it is but it would have been if a plus b equals c you know (laughs) podcast batman (laughs) it's so embarrassing it's so embarrassing when a white person has to tell you no because they see the foul in you, whether you're black or white, but because you talk the talk that you have, like, right. like that's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. Let's say that white person wanted to be racist. Let's just say this woke white wanted to be racist. Wouldn't even do it with you because he know that you are ridiculous. Like, just knew. For who? Candace Owens? Oh, Hell nah. I, I wish he had his black friend around who like, oh hell nah. We're one of them. Like, yo. Exactly. It's, it's, and I didn't even know that she married. And he said it to your white husband. Huh? I did not even know that she was married to a British white man, which which now, like, yo, now, you know what? You know what? I know y'all, y'all gonna be mad when I do this. Yes. Yes. Listen, she listen, has oh, she has defeated the matrix. Yes. No. This woman right here, she basically just said to Black America, I'm I'm not black, I'm OJ. Okay? She just basically just did that. She basically <laughs> just did that. I don't care. Yeah. Listen, listen really I, I say this respectfully for uh, interracial couples. And, <clears throat> and please don't don't hate me when I say this. This is just a it's just a take, and it's just from my own observation. When you're in interracial couples, if you're the black American, male or female, in this interracial couple, I'm going to just say this respectfully. 
that whole race, you know, I gonna say race, racism talk, but like, you know, when we be like, black people do this, white people do that. I believe that you kind of have to kind of turn that down now. I'm just being honest. It's just my yep. personal opinion. Yes. It, it, like you can't do that. Like you can't play the pro game. You can be pro, but you can't be the spokesperson on it anymore. You're going to have to turn your voice down. You got to let me do that or Dante do that. You got to let one of us do that. You can't. Well, because I'm single, you know, so you never know who I'm going to marry. So as soon as I marry a white woman, I'm going to have to turn myself down too. No more race talk to drop my Trito podcast. You better be talking about muffins, motherfucker. <laughs> no, no. If, if y'all don't be careful, I'm, I'm going to find a, a white person, uh, a white girl to be a host on this show. <laughs> all right, all right Amber, got, what do you got? You got, you got oh, mad tornadoes over here in Kansas, but guess what? I'm going to come to this show. I ain't doing shit. <laughs> uh-huh. just, just watch. Just watch. I'm, I'm going to find me a little white girl. Just watch. <laughs> I can't believe that you guys would love Candace Owens. You who, uh, Amber? Who you talking to like that? You better watch yourself on this show, girl. You better stop playing. Probably you go outside and play with them tornadoes. Girl, stop playing. Uh, oh, But man. yeah, I just, to conclude all that, I just, Candace, in my opinion, you want to be this political worshiper of the Republican Party, I could care less. You want to be a political worshiper to the word conservative, I can care less. But no more identifying black and white people as what Jim Crow is, what Jim Crow isn't, what woke white people doing versus non-woke white per- white people. And by the way, what if that person was a non-woke white person and saw your black exactly. ass there? What do you want him to do then? You want, him to, you want him to put his hood on and then tell you no? What you want him to do? Shut up. Right. Oh, mm-hmm. Candace, get out of here. Because in the same way that you try to make this fit your narrative, if a white conservative male has said this to an outspoken black liberal, well, if a white conservative male said this to a black conservative female, what, would that still be like Jim Crow? So I'm like, don't, don't, all this mental gymnastics just to dog whistle to your base. But the problem is, I agree with you, Nas. Was like, hey, you know, here's my take on interracial couples. And th- this is my official stance. There's only one condition that I do not or will not have a problem with interracial relationships. And that is if both submit to understand, to empathize, and to learn from each other's cultures. But more often than not, that's only done one way. And it's not done to Mm -hmm. the black culture side of it. To understand that black man, to understand his experience, to understand the history, to understand the microaggressions, to understand the trauma, to understand what he sees versus what you see, and to understand why, to empathize, and to have a better connection to who you are as a black man and or 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 a black woman. But more I often need, than not. Right. Uh-huh. Right. No, I was just gonna say I need you to write all that down because for for the future, for anyone that are for anyone that's gonna be in interracial uh marriages with a, a black woman or a black man, I need all that written down, Dante, because that needs to be in my vows. All right. Like I need the black yeah. woman to be like you know, to hold and protect. And then she also have to say to empathize with the black man's culture. And by the like, way, I need all that to be said yes. before I say I do. Right. I promise you. That's a good got point, you. by you. I like that, Dante. I got you. It, but so it's like, you know, no, I'm not saying that, you know, the, and this is just black and white. So I'm, no, I'm not saying that the, the, the white person needs to become, you know, white, Malcolm X or white, you know, Martin Luther King or anything. I'm not saying you need to become a, you know, a black Panther. No, I'm not saying that, but it's just to be cognizant of 
this person's perspective, their culture, and then y'all can have a meeting of the minds to where y'all can become to, and he can come to understand, empathize, see your perspective with you. As long as that's happening, I applaud any and all types of interracial relationships. But the problem is, and what a lot of these conservatives they they parade around is these black conservatives, male, male or female, who has these white spouses, and they completely move forward. Their thinking, the way they talk, their perspective is completely white conservative to where they now stand and all they do, and they've made a career finger-wagging and criticizing their own people and the culture that they quote-unquote discarded and left behind and that's what you see more often than not in these interracial relationships and that's what i have a problem with to where i i forget the president's name and i'm going i'm going to find it um but one of the pre i want to say woodrow wilson or one of those racist presidents back in the day he was asked what was the main problem with dealing with the negro and he, he his response was very poignant to where the problem is they are resisting assimilating into our society. In other words, they are resisting our way of life, our perspective, how we do things. They are holding on to whatever identity they're able to create because black culture is basically born out of rebelliousness. But it's like, I'm not going to conform to you. That's how hip-hop was born. That's how our vernacular, the way we talk, the way we walk, our whole style is basically in rebellion to what you said we need to be like. And when you come across mm -hmm. a person, I'm not saying that's necessarily, if you don't subscribe to that, that's absolutely cool. But when you do that at the expense of, I'm going to make my whole life living in my career and everything that you know about me, come from me finger wagging, disparaging and shitting on a whole particular people, then that's the problem I have when I see the Brandon Tatums, when I see the Candace Owenson and any other people take these conservative positions. And then you look over and you see their spouses, their wives and husbands are white. That's all. She, she should have just got a black interior designer. That's what she should have just done. You should have just yep. you should have just invested in a black American or black British. Doesn't matter to me. You should just or even straight up African. You should have invested in one of those good type of people to do the interior decoration. I'm pretty sure your husband would not care a bit. Should have did it. Great point by you. Nope. nope. Not at all. Not at all. So. All right. So good luck to the um, Owens or the farmers as the husband's last name. So I'm sure her name is like Candace Owens farmer or something like that. But either way, good luck to you guys. Hope you guys, um, you know, got Ikea on speed now. I'm sure that helped you out. Um, so, <laughs> so next I, I gotta, I gotta bring up big T. She better get on Pinterest. Pinch, yes. Yep. <laughs> get some ideas going. <laughs> <laughs> Patchwork that thing together. You got girl. plenty of IKEA hacks. Uh -huh. Patchwork that thing together. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So listen, Big T is back. Well, he's he's still like in 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 the public eye. You know, Big Donald Trump. Um, as this indictment goes on, and he's saying, listen, these charges that's been brought against me, 
They're false. They're outrageous. They're ridiculous. I wish I can fake news. Yes, yeah, it's, it's fake news. I wish I can do a Donald Trump nearly or close to the way Nas can, but I'm, I'm not even going to disrespect him like that. So <laughs> I'm not even going to disrespect him like that. Fake but, news. Fake but listen, news. J- just just a couple of days ago, <laughs> do it again, KT. <laughs> do it again. <laughs> fake news. Fake news. <laughs> oh, I gotta stop drinking. Okay. <laughs> Time out. What's that you drinking again? Is that that honey melon Syrah? Honey melon Syrah. Honey melon Syrah. Mm-hmm. All right. You know, I was mm-hmm. very tempted to head to that store and get me some more banana pudding. But like, you know, when I'm gonna chill for a little bit, I'm gonna chill. Until it, until them sponsorship dollars come you on in on that banana pudding, I can only have that every now and then, you know. Listen, I look, I messed around and put that thing in the freezer, and um, and I left it like for a day, and I was like, oh snap, I, I left the you know left it in the freezer. Let me go pull it out, pull it out, and I was like, oh, oh, I'm in way worse trouble than I was before. Oh my god, all right, but anyway, but I said I'm gonna chill. I'm a chill because I'm, I'm trying to, you know, get the body right. I'm, I'm really committed to to getting this weight off me. So, like, all right, let's let's just chill. Oh. Let's just, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually trying to do that too. So, so I'm really I'm you really know. committed into a because once life I become healthier. sexy, y'all ain't gonna be able to tell me nothing. Yep. I'm just trying to tell you. All right, so so we're gonna go ahead and get this this new equipment and upgrade it. So when it happens. Then you know you can after you finish the talk my credo podcast you go right on you know OnlyFans all right next show hey no no OnlyFans Mm-mm. oh okay all right no I'm just saying Mm-mm. hey Black China was making millions I prefer didn't... to do my thing I'm, <laughs> I prefer to do my thing in private okay? you are doing it in private there, there's the just there's just a camera around you know no no. <laughs> No, thank you. Nas is trying to get you started right now. You see the crowdfunding, you know, <laughs> go fund me. <All> right. <laughs> but Donald Trump is like, listen, these people are trying to frame me. Nas I am me. innocent. <laughs> you know, he missed you. So of course he got a message. He missed you. <laughs> he missed you. <laughs> so, so Donald Trump said, listen, Republicans in Congress should defund the Department of Justice and the FBI until they come to their senses. The Democrats have totally weaponized law enforcement in our country and are viciously using this abuse of power to interfere with our already under siege elections. This is what he tweeted on uh, the 5th on his Twitter platform called Truth Social. Um, He's pleaded not guilty to criminal charges in New York related to falsifying of business records in connection to the 2016 election now, hours after his arraignment, he gave a speech at his Florida residence, blasting the various legal probes he faces, including those by the federal government. So, you know, I just call this a full circle moment that, you know, we're not going to defund the police, but hey, now he's calling to defund the police. Any question, comments, concerns? <laughs> That's all. Uh, all hearts, minds, and cl- are clear. You know that. Okay, no, I'm, I'm taking a stab at this. I don't care. I'm taking a stab at this. Uh-huh. So he was on. Uh, well, he wasn't. A, he was on CNN, 
but CNN showed uh, basically him in Florida, in Mar-a-Lago, giving that speech. The uh, um, Well, I can't say that he's back home. You know, he, he, he didn't go in jail. You know what I'm saying? He was just, he went to court, said I was not guilty, flew right back. Yo, like that in itself is a 1% of, you know what I'm saying? I went to court yeah, early right. morning in New York. They done shut all that. They didn't shut two city blocks down in New York, the busiest place in America. All right. Shut the place down just so he could walk up in there. All right. Say I'm not guilty. Fly on Air Force Trump back to Mar-a-Lago. Drives across the bridge. White people just Trump banners. All this. I'm like that. Like the top part of Florida is real swamp like and real Cajun white. I did not know this. But anyway, pulls up in Mar-a-Lago. And gives the craziest speech a seventy-nine-year-old person can ever give. Like I'm like, listen, man, I'm some of these old people cannot. No disrespect, they, they should not even be nominated to be president. Like I, I'm sorry, like the mind is weak. All right, no disrespect. I don't care how strong of a person you are, the mind is weak. Why That's would you go? The mind strong. I mean, he can say that all he like. You know what I'm saying? The mind that's strong. A, that's fake no, news. That's an aneurysm. All right. And that's, <laughs> that's, this is, that's a real opinion from that school of the rule. All right. <laughs> you going on there. Yo, like, why would you, why would you trash the judge? Now ain't the time to trash the judge. Called him all types of stuff. They call all types of stuff, but basically just said he's a Trump hater. The daughter is a Trump hater. Um, now, the Trump now the uh, is a Trump hater. The daughter was working for some Democratic, uh, some Democratic coalition that he called out on, and they have some facts on that. So he feels as though, like, okay, these are judges that are trying to get me bagged for rip. And I can understand that on that level. But again, you bro, choose your battles. The biggest battle you have right now is this presidential election. That's the biggest battle you have. And even though January 6th should be the biggest battle you have, but since they're not worried about that that much, I'm not going to worry about it either. The presidential election is the biggest problem or the biggest uh, you know, thing you got going on right now. Focus on that. You know what I'm saying? When it comes to this right here, like, yo, let your lawyers do the talking. Don't, today is not the time to go pro wrestler and start talking crap about the family. Don't get me wrong, because I watched that speech, and I, I was coming for the jokes. I had my popcorn ready, like, yo, I want to hear it. Go ahead. Give me a nice little CM Punk line. Go ahead. Give it to me. Give it. This is WWE. I love it. Monday Night Raw. Give it to me. Right. And he just was wowing. I'm like, nah, like, Trump. No, Trump. Because they will. One thing a police officer told me a long time ago when I first time I got arrested, he said, listen, I tell these guys that's in here all the time, if you're thinking about, like, if you're doing crime, if you're like, whether you're stealing from people, you do, you're like, you're selling drugs, whatever, whatever America thinks is a law and it's a crime, and you're trying to get away with it, don't ever have a bench warrant for a traffic ticket, okay? Because that's how they're gonna get you. That's how they're gonna get you. <laughs> that's how they always get you. <laughs> that's how I'm, they get you. I'm leaving the mall from my from my job. I'm, I'm like 20 years old. I work at this place called Fye for your entertainment. You uh, you're selling like CDs yep. and DVDs mm -hmm. and stuff like that, right? Yep. I was working mm -hmm. there. I get off work at 11 o'clock because you got to do the cleanup and everything. I told my mother. I said, "Mom, yo, somebody gotta drive me to work today." I'm telling you, my, my my um, you know, one of those front headlights were out. 
All right. Now, mind you, I'm 20 years old. I ain't going to hold you. A little one one eye that, that messed up ain't going to stop me from driving. All right. I ain't catching the bus to go to no damn mall. <laughs> right. I went over there. Right. And they pulled me over. I am a good little educated geek from North New Jersey. I didn't do anything to nobody. Just because I had a traffic warrant over some crap I didn't pay a year ago. I ain't even remember it. My ass was in jail. I was in a Passaic County jail for four days. My mother didn't even want to bail me out yet. For four days. Lord. Till I had to wind up going to court. Then he just was like, man, his man ain't do nothing. It's a traffic ticket. Bring him back to court. You know, hit the gavel on me. I'm mad as hell. I stayed for three days for this. I was hurt. You know what? You (laughs) joined a very elite list of people that um, honestly Marjorie Taylor Greene would would liken you to, especially when it comes to Donald Trump's arrest, you know, so you know, let's just hear the type of people that you now associate with, thanks to uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Let's take a listen. President Trump is joining some of the most incredible people in history being arrested today. Um, Nelson Mandela was arrested, served time in prison. Jesus Jesus was arrested and murdered by the Roman government. There have been many people throughout history that have been arrested and persecuted. So how does it feel? How does it feel to now be in the same room of Nelson Mandela and Jesus and, and Donald Trump, of course? Would have done it faster. Would have done it much faster. He, get, he, he resurrected in three days. I would have did it faster. Did it faster? Two days. Two days. Times. No, I mean, <laughs> I got that joke from Saturday Night Live. I'm not even gonna act like I took that, that about, a, did it myself. It's this guy that does Trump. That they they, they found the guy that do the greatest Trump, uh, Trump uh, impressions on Saturday yeah. Night Live. The man said, <laughs> he said it's Easter, and he said I'm better than Jesus. I would have resurrected faster. I would have done it today. <laughs> Yo, that was funny. The, the actor's the actor's name. Instead of two, instead of three days, I would have done. That's two. The actor's name uh, is, is James Austin Johnson. Yes, on Saturday no. Night Live. That, his that's is, he's killing it. He, I, yo, his Trump impression is the greatest Trump impression I have ever seen so far. Yo, that yo, is really good because he got like the old Trump, like the new Trump, like with a little grunt in there a little bit. You know, you know, it's it's oh, it's good. It's good. But yeah, um, I, listen. Nelson Mandela, Jesus, Donald Trump. Hey, listen, man, I ain't gonna hold you. It's gonna sound bad, America, but it sounds like I've been great company. You in good, great company, great company. So, except so, for Trump, uh, not be, because of Trump. Not, are, are you serious? Are you serious? Because of Trump. All right. Some days so we'll, OJ, we'll, but like but like Chris Rock said, that's a different type of black excellence. We won't go there. That's a different type of black excellence. Yeah, we won't, <laughs> we won't go there. We won't go there. Because if I would have did it, this is how. All right. So um, <laughs> this is how. <laughs> so, of course, we're going to keep you updated with, with Trump because, you know, he's pleaded not guilty. He's facing 34 felony counts of falsifying business records. And like I say, he's he's dropped ether. Not even four hours later, after being arraigned, they had to take any mug shots, but they took his fingerprints. Man, he dropped bars. Oh, hold the on. whole entire establishment. Hold on, did you did y'all see the fake mug shot that he put up? Yes, he's getting yes. people to donate money to him. Yo, li- listen yes. again. 
Absolutely. Oh, Trump, yo, I need to go to your school of marketing. For real. Like, I, I yo, this man's a billionaire. Who needs to donate this man money? Like, that's what we should do, Dante. We should we should fake commit a crime, get some mug shots, act like we're locked up. So that means we can't, well, you already be off the grid anyway. So, I mean, basically, yep. we just got to hide for two weeks and just we'll have KT basically be our manager where she's just like uh, had the GoFundMe uh, there. And let's just see if people would donate money to us. And then we just pop up and act like we freed from home where we came home or yep. whatever. Like we free. But now here's the thing. Before he even walked, before he even stepped off of Air Force Trump to go to the courthouse, he already had those shirts up and ready. Donate and you'll get this shirt. This shirt is already ready. Like, no, I don't need to take a mugshot. Fine. I'll create my I own mugshot. Yes. Yes. I can cry on demand and say, please, See? please. That's right, because you are the renowned singer, actress. Free my brothers. Yep, yep. Yes, I, of course, I know who you are. I know who you are. An amazing songstress, actress, <laughs> Amatumwe. Put some respect on her name. And, uh... You know what? Yes. <laughs> Put some respect on her name. I know who you are. Oh That's God. why you're here. <laughs> That's why you're here. <laughs> That's why you're here. But yes, just like those politicians that, that put on an Academy Award winning uh, performance, uh, honey. Just like those politicians who were on Fox News literally crying on national TV. We got to support him. Send in your donations to Donald Trump. Eyes just watery, poofy crying, like literally crying for people to donate to Donald Trump. And guess what they did? And also, in other hilarious news when related to Donald Trump, you know, um, there's another group of people who's also like, hey, hey this Trump dude kind of looking all right. And that's black folk. Black folk looking at this and we're like, I can relate to that. <laughs> I can relate to that. <laughs> so you know what? I feel him on that. All right, oh, I feel God. what he's going through. Free my man, free Trump. But that's, that's how. <laughs> hey, yo. But that's. But you know what's so funny? But that's what it is in the black community. Because soon as you're out, you're out the uh, the courthouse. Whether you had to stay there, let's say you had to stay there for a day, well, for the uh, night, right? You get you get arrested that Wednesday night, Thursday morning. You go to court. They give you the RORR, all right, the RORR. So basically, now you you gone. They give you another court date. Soon as you get home, I remember. I I remember exactly what I did. First thing I did was talk shit about the judge. That's what I did. No, uh -huh. no disrespect to him. Just was like, man, I don't know, man. This judge over here acting like he gonna do this, this, and that. I should have to pay no fines, all right? I was in jail for four days. I should have, that's time served. That's time served, right? Ooh, look at the book. Time served, yo. <laughs> I ain't paying no $70 yep. fine. That's that. I was in jail for four days and having to say pause because I was scared as hell. Yep. <laughs> right. But, you know, see? See, see now, now, now uh, we have Joe Biden to think. Because Joe Biden put that crime bill. Now see what happened. You done threw the, the majority of us in jail. So now we understand what Trump's going through. So now we got somebody we can relate to. Sorry. All right. All right. Well, Trump's back in there. <laughs> Trump, Trump's back in there. Hey. Then this okay. is yet another I, full circle moment. <laughs> I fit in there. I, Donald J. Trump, fit in there. The White House. Absolutely fit in there. That slide in though. All right, so <laughs> I, oh, Lord, have mercy. okay, okay. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so the NAACP be on some bullshit. So um, <laughs> we gonna talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to do this live. I promise it's gonna be so lit. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna be so lit. Uh. All right, so the NAACP, I don't have too much on them because I, I've been stopped really rocking with the NAACP uh, because they they aren't really for the advancement of colored people. Um, pretentious. Well, you know, they, they are literally in, in the pockets of Democrats. So they push the Democratic message ideologies on uh, into black and brown communities. That's literally all they do. Um, and they sensationalize any race, racial incident that may happen. Um, because I meant to talk about a few weeks ago, California proposed uh, a $5 million reparation settlement for all California uh, residents, and they rejected it. They rejected the proposal and proposed that they put those uh, those funds into NAACP ran programs throughout California and everyone and people really soured on them because of that. And I kind of soured on it because, you know, their explanation of it is that they felt they feel that's how um, that they will better serve the community and people as a whole. If these programs will be funded instead of paying any sort of reparations, uh, of course, you know, the anti-reparation people jumped all over this and not even going to get into a reparation thing. Well, I might depend on how pissed off this makes me. And, uh, and so, <laughs> so they rejected it. So they already soured on people. Now the NAACP, it, it isn't uncommon for them to try to tell black people where to and where not to go. Normally it is, you know, more the red state, not even two years ago, they, they made an announcement to not go to Texas because of uh, some of the uh, gun laws and stuff they were passing. So they made an announcement. Don't go to Texas. It's not safe for you. Black people. They basically did the same for Florida. They passed uh, some legislation and they were like, Hey, it's not safe for you to go to Florida. Black people do not go. And people was like, well, what are you going to do? And what have you done? that type of thing. So, you know, at this point, I, I can I see it. I ain't going to Florida. You couldn't pay Honestly, me. my view and perspective of Florida has changed no so much because like younger, when I'm 17, 18, I really wanted to go to full sale university because, you know, I want to do music. Mm, so I remember that, you know, I, I, I was so big on going to full sale university. I want to do audio engineering. I want to do it because music is my calling is my purpose. I want to do music and I want to learn everything about the business, the, the engineering part. I want to do it all. And so I was hell bent on getting to, to Florida to go to full sale. Plus my favorite basketball team, the Miami heat down there in Florida, you know, I'm, Florida is where I need to be. That's that's my purpose. And then as time grew off from 18 to when I got about 22, when I started to, you know, really read into things and the happenings, news, politics and stuff like that, I was like, I would not be caught dead in Florida. I would not. 
<laughs> I would not. Y'all remember that little segment we had on one of the episodes was like Florida's different. And then we just searched what happened on our birthday in Florida. And we had all these mm-hmm. crazy stories of what happened on our birthday mm-hmm. in Florida. Yeah, I continue to see crazy things happen. And it happens in Florida. So, yeah, I'm I'm cool on Florida. I'm cool. On, actually, North Carolina is not they that different. bad. You know, <laughs> you know? So it's like, okay, you know, but ah, that's that's just crazy. But you know, I I just want to make mention, and just for me, I I didn't do a, a deep dive about it, but I really want to do a a list, you know, of the contributions of the NAACP in the last decade or so, just 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 to see what have they been mm-hmm. pivotal in. Uh, because right now I don't know, so I'm not going to speak as if I do know, but I do know. Absolutely nothing. Um, but I do know that there is a big shift from the black community when it's re- uh, referring to the NAACP to where a lot of people are like, nah, bro, y'all were just black Democrats and you are. Yeah, obsolete. Yeah, dangling and, and dangling the message of someone else. You know, it so you know, and I see that from a lot of people. And personally, I just want to see uh, for myself before I speak any further. So, you know, any anything you guys want to add as far as the NAACP? Are they effective? Do, how do you feel about them? Um, you know, do you think they represent us the way we need to be represented? So on and so forth. What do you guys think about it? They are no longer relevant in my opinion um what they used to be to the black community they are no longer and to me they just what did they don't even they don't really represent the black community any longer so i i don't i don't fuck with them like that anymore no, just don't. Just don't. <laughs> uh-uh. Hold on. So, what's this thing about Florida? Not uh, the governor, the governor of Florida, DeSantis, talking about um, not provide. Is it is it something about not wanting to discuss African American studies in school anymore? Is that what's going on about this bill? One of these bills that he's trying to put together. Yes, I- that's one of them. Um, yeah, one of them was their reason was, well, uh, one of the programs uh-huh. was queer studies. Like that was the scapegoat right. that was proposed. Well, okay. because you wanted to have a queer studies course and we're going to just band it all together. But not only that, because we, we, we spoke on it briefly mm. here on the pod, but on top of that, there's a bunch of books by Toni Morrison, Maya Angelou, a lot of very impactful books to the black community that's detailing the black experience that they've Mm -hmm. also banned. Um, And Mm -hmm. they're also with this bill that they're proposing on top of that course is also they're trying to do away with, uh, I forgot how they described it, but basically it would do away with any sort of quote unquote safe space or minority space. Right. Um, that includes any and all fraternity and sororities. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the the divine nine, 
the entire program of fraternities and sorority will be wiped out right. in Florida. Right. There'll right. be no, you know, cultural center and stuff like that. Um, trying to do away with everything right. in the name of, you know, Jesus, we oh, will, man. we have we have that too in the name of Jesus, <laughs> but in the name of this is divisive and this promotes, uh, right. you know, division and blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. We yeah. all should be able to be together, learn together, la, 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 la. Right. And it's, you yeah, know, we, we know it's BS. Like that's BS. Yeah. So, so, so the, the, the thing is, the thing is, because I'm going to say this, I'm going to say it again when we uh, talk about the Tennessee three, um, this is white America's last dance as far as being the majority of this country. They're going to do yes. whatever it takes these next 10 years to just make sure that the next 40, 50, next 100 years will be this way, where it is a white agenda, a white-led uh, style, if you will, when it comes to America. Um, you were just talking about it the last segment, Dante, when we talked about one of these uh, presidents from uh, a long time ago that has that wanted to have Black Americans assimilate to the white American style. And, yes. man, first of all, I think that's so troubling <clears throat> because we as Black Americans, we, we have we have disinvolved ourselves with certain black Americans that come off white-ish. All yes. right? Like, yes. well, well, if you're a sports player like OJ, we'll still let it go because we're like, man, OJ done ran 14,000 yards. Man, you better watch yourself. You know what I'm saying? It's like, that's just how we are with that. I don't know what that's about, but that's just what we are with that. But but with Candace Owens, we like, oh, no, nah, I can have her. You can go go ahead. Take it. And, I, and I'm not liking any of that. With the Bryant, with the us, uh, the Bryant, the Gumble Brothers, we did that to them. We did yes. that to Wayne Brady. I and I, I've always been the geek in my community that dislikes all of that. Don't don't disrespect right. Don Lemon just because his articulation is a little different from yours, and he don't want to come with the vernacular that or the swagger that we have. Listen, yo, they had to go through some hoops to get that job at CNN, to get that job at NBC. Like, right. you would right. never do that. And if you act like you're stronger than them because you would never do that, well, listen, they done pulled up in a Mar-a-Lago mansion as well, all right? What are you done pulled up to, all right? Your mom's house? Relax, yo. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't ever disrespect mm -hmm. these brothers and sisters that have, like, Kamala Harris, ain't no telling what that sister had to do to get this type of pull. Ain't no telling. Don't disrespect them. Yep. Because well, well, you, one of those huh? things she married an Indian man. That's one of the things she had to do. Cool, so, Kamala. Respect she married an Indian man first. Yep, I think so. I'm just talking shit. Oh, I'm about to say. <laughs> I mean, I thought Kamala Kamala did the Candace Owens things that has a white man. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's uh, yes, 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 yeah, she, yes, she did, she did. Yeah. So so again, you know, when she when she talks that um, what's that ancestry group that black people got the Andos thing? Like they like they like they're like we're straight from slavery that that Andos group. Yeah, I, like I, I know what you're talking about. I I don't know the the, the name slash term, but I know what you're talking about. No, no problem. But but honestly, Kamala, you can't and talk it's, about. It's not African ancestry. No, no. So it's a group of nah. people that that that's saying like, yo, we are true Black Americans. Like our heritage derives. Like our ancestors oh, okay. are the slaves. Like we're not someone from Nigeria where their ancestors are the tribe. You know what I'm saying? Like no, like our ancestors are the ones that oh, ate the uh, cornbread in the is, is it 
ADOS, African descendants of slaves, ADOS? Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, something like that, yeah. So Kamala, with all due respect, Vice President Harris, I meant to say, with all due respect, you can't talk about this no more. No, you got volume has to be turned down. Sorry. Uh-huh. Unless your husband is over here saying, yes, they deserve reparations and I'm going to do all my... And maybe they'll do their part, do they all their best. Like, yo, Candace Owens, you should have had your husband, right? This rich man that just bought Paula and all this other stuff. Something to buy some reparations for us or something. Man, put some stock into that. Put something together so we can love you again. All right? Um, now, let's get back to the uh, NAACP. They are the media version of BET, which means they have let white America, whether it's Jew America or white America, run the company, okay? We're not going to forget about Rachel. We ain't going to forget about that time. We ain't forgetting. Right. All right. Right. I'm with mm-hmm. KT 100 million percent. You know what I'm saying? You have, I do not watch your little corny ass image award show. All right. I, anytime one of them got an award, like if, when, when Taraji P. Henson get an award, they'll be last because they ain't want to give it no damn Emmy. <laughs> That's how I'll be feeling. I'll be hating. I'll be mad as hell. Like, why y'all just didn't give Taraji the Emmy for Empire? It's it, it, it been all good. Now we got to be all happy about this NAACP image award. We don't even know what the NAACP. What the NAACP be doing until the image award come out. All right. Like yeah. all they do, right? All they do is got a bunch of doctors, lawyers, and entertainers paying dues so they can have money within the NAACP and they don't use any of that donor money, in my opinion, to represent the community in a way that's going to benefit the 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 youth or the black community or even people like us, young professionals, if you want to use that term. They're not right. doing any of that. All right. Last time I checked, it wasn't the NAACP that's trying to build, rebuild and renovate these, uh, uh, what you call that, the HBCUs. It was uh, Jeff Bezos' ex-wife giving out billions of dollars. Like, that's, yes. that's, that's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. You get mm-hmm. dues from doctors, lawyers all across the country that are black American. All right? They paying good money to be a part of your little uh, cult over here. And y'all don't put no money to reinvest back to Clark Atlanta, NCA&T, none of this. South Carolina, uh, is this South Carolina State where the Bulldogs at? South Carolina State, like these HBCUs. See, I travel, uh, KT. I'm all over the place. I I know some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, how dare you? How dare you? Like, no, I just, it's a smack in the face. And I just dislike it. And again, it just makes me always talk about Oprah, AI, Jay-Z, Beyonce, like all these rich ass people, these billionaires. Y'all not putting no money to reinvest in the community. And I hate to keep talking about it because we only have one life to live. And I would like to see something that happened in my lifetime and not to be selfish and arrogant about it, but fuck it for me. All right. You know what I'm saying? Like, hell, what's wrong with you? Well, I, I don't want to be 80 years old when y'all finally no, for real. I don't want to be the 75 year old person that's like, man, I'm happy for what they're doing right now for the black community. I'm be like, nah, this shit did this 50 years ago when I was 25. 50 ready. years ago, yeah. I was ready. I had to be naked it's, for all these plus size women doing this male stripper stuff, hustling. I'm tired of this. I'm smart, all right. I'm aware. I have great talents, all right. My penis is. Not the hugest to be running around trying to keep my stuff in front of plus size women in, in Silver Springs, Maryland for the money. All right, you know what I'm saying? It's hard, man. This is hard stuff, man. Balls, did, you, you know? did you know how hard it was to lift that thigh off of me? Like it just, I couldn't get that thigh, <laughs> get that thigh up off me. I'm do do you know? I'm do you know the trials and tribulations I had to do? <laughs> like I was deadlifted. All right, so I was. Uh, all right, so listen. Just, I, I want to respond. Look now, y'all ain't gonna sit here and disrespect the plus. I didn't say. I didn't say that. I'm not. I didn't say that. I didn't say it. Let's not do that. 
I didn't say I have no problem with the I told you plus size two weeks. I don't have a problem either. I'm just saying if I had to deadlift your leg off me, that means I did my job. That, that, that means you are out cold. My leg don't weigh that, that, that much. That, I'm that, sorry. That means we just not going to do that. You sound like you tipping? What's up? Hold on. Wait a second. That you means I put that to sleep. That means you, you sleep. <laughs> he said I put that to sleep. <laughs> 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 he said. That means you sleep. All right. You know what? That, no. No. Hold on. Don't leave, KT. No. <laughs> Good night, Michelle. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh man, I... I can't stand either one of y'all. <laughs> oh, we missed you too. Where is Keisha when I need her? <laughs> Over there. Dang, darn it! Do you even be hanging with these? That's my even be hanging. That's what she is. <laughs> That's what she is. about this movie night with the kids. <laughs> what I tell you about doing that podcast with Creed. What I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> that talk my credo, talk my credo. I don't care what his name is. You going to talk to this Dante. queef. I'm going to talk to this queef. I'm going to talk to the <laughs> Are y'all done? Are y'all done? I don't, don't, Are you I don't, quite done? Okay, okay, all right, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I can't. Oh my god, Keisha, I I tried. I tried to defend you, ma'am, but I, you ain't here. You ain't here, ma'am. Oh man. Well, I, I said before, I don't think she listened to the podcast, so I don't think she's gonna know. All right, so <laughs> I don't think she's gonna know. <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right, okay, okay. All right, all jokes aside, we, we we love your girl. We love your girl. All right, listen, real quick. I I, I want to respond to to what you said, Nas, and it's, I I agree one thousand percent. And this is part of our culture that I do have a problem with as well, because I too always uh dislike that part to where if someone quote unquote talk white or wanted to be white, where it's like, no, I'm I'm just I'm educated. You know, I, you know, I can talk with uh, AAVE, I can, but, you know, it's not necessarily that natural to me. Yes, I like to use big words and blah, 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 blah. I like words, you know, I I like learning new words and whatever the case may be. But I've always hated that, but I also understand again where that comes from. It goes back to that rebelliousness, so to speak. So, unfortunately, we saw education as white we saw a type of success as white we saw a particular posture or demeanor that if you were i don't that's how it was presented to us right i mean we weren't even allowed to learn uh, for the longest uh time so it it stems from all of that all that kind of got ingrained in us to be Consider true, right? No, no. So, so my thing with that, because yeah, I, I agree. But this is where again the rich, the rich Black Americans, they have to invest so we can keep whatever it is that we think is good yes. for us. 
and educate us from from there. You know what I mean? Like that's what. But if you don't invest in us, then like like for instance, Norfolk State University. When I first went there, I didn't know what their major was like. Like what they're known to do on an academia level. Like I'm into communications, mass communications. That's Norfolk State is not the school for that. But if you want black people that look like, well, I say look like me, but that is into this field, then create that. You can be the Norfolk State School of Communications. You know what I'm saying? And get people involved and help people get to ESPN or whatever places that they were trying to get to instead of somewhere like William Patterson that is more of a, let's be honest, like it's a more of a white educated school, but they have the tools that you may think you need. So this is the place that you may need to be. Now I got to go somewhere where I have to reestablish myself as an American by, you know, being being taught the way that they want you to be taught. I have to be a, I have to assimilate instead of AI just donating a bunch of money to Colonel West, to get out of Harvard and come to Norfolk State and teach me some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's right. disrespectful. That's disrespectful. So that's why I don't want to hear any of that stuff. You know what I mean? Like, like y'all call Bill Cosby white. Bill Cosby was in Temple. And and he made a different world. I, we already know the, the, the bad things, but I'm just saying the man yes. did his best job to show he was as pro-black as pro-black can be. All right. Right. All right. Like, like he did, he did as best as he possibly can. You know what I mean? Like I just wish even was, with so far of having a long extensive list yes. of fucking white girls. Like that's how <laughs> pro-black he was. Okay, all right, I am not going. <laughs> There you go. Wow. There you go. There you go. There you go. But he married Camille. But he married Camille. Facts. He Facts. married Camille. Let's see. JT, you're going to stop leaving here, damn it. They get, <laughs> you get the pudding pop and they get the pudding pills. You know what I'm talking about, Camille, baby? That's like that. Oh, my God. I can't. Dog. Oh. <laughs> in this uh, oh god oh but i absolutely agree because the this the concept from uh web Bois where he was like you know the talented 10th where he was like listen we get the exceptional among us and then we lead ourselves but it's as you said those who become successful those who reach the ex- exceptional status again Look where Cornell West is teaching now. That that's an amazing example. Look where he's teaching, and look where he can be teaching. Yes, you know what I'm saying because everybody can't get to where he is right now. So the exceptional mm-hmm. lead the masses away from the as they they as W. E. Du coined it the contamination of the worst. <clears throat> like all right, we're being led astray. Let's get the exceptional to invest back into our community, and that's not. That's not happening because That's the ideology, happening, so. because, because the common ideology of Black American, a Black America rather, has been they adopted the theory of Booker T. Washington, not W. E. B. Du Bois. You know what I mean? Where yes. it's like, yep. hey, we will consider ourselves second class citizens so as long as you allow us to be educated and get work in this country. Again, a simulation one on one. Yep. And we have a lot of people. Hey, sometimes and I'm not even saying it's including myself. I mean, it depends on where I go, right? Like, if I'm in complex and I'm with a bunch of Jew Americans, 
yes, I'm going to be myself. I want to be myself, but yes, I do have a vernacular and a style, a way of talk. That, well, actually, it's, it's basically this. It's just that I know a lot of stuff. So it, it's like I can relate to a Jew American because I can talk about more things than just whatever is on the surface of black America. That's just me, though. Right. But I'm not going to let them take my <clears throat> soul and then I'm just like, hey, what's going on, guys? What's going on, Harry? Hey, hey, how's everybody? What's the yeah. meeting like today? What's going on? What are the numbers? Tell me the numbers. No, we ain't doing all that. Right. Hey, yo, my nigga, what, right. up? what, up? what, up? what up? I'm sorry. Hey, yo, my Niger, what up? <laughs> <laughs> what the numbers sitting Niger? for? Niger? <laughs> what is what the what the numbers what the numbers yeah. sitting for today? Though? What's that? Yeah, yeah, we doing it like that today. Why are we doing that thing? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just funny because I remember when I was working for Playbook Sports, and I was around a bunch of Jew Americans, and they said this to me in the interview. They was like, "Yo, we have a a problem, a hard time talking to Black American coaches. Mind you, it's our business to talk to a lot of coaches, let them know about our website, our graphic design abilities." We need you to help us score demos with them because they're from all over the country. But, you know, to be honest, they are black Americans. So that's why they that's why they hired me. Right. I get it. What they what it was funny when they realized that I wasn't going to talk like them to go talk. I'm just yo. Coach Sanders, what is yo, mom? What's up? How are you? What's good with you? Hey, yo, listen, no, no, no. We're going to no, we, we're going to do this where the Miami Hurricanes play. Yeah, yeah. We're going to do the game there. Yeah. So what's up? We, we yeah, come through. Like, I'm just being myself. I can talk. I'm right. articulate, whatever, but I'm going to do it my style. But right. that's not for everybody. You know what I mean? Like, to be honest with you, like, True. some people yes. have definitely turned into the Gumble Brothers, turned into Candace Owens to make their point. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know what we got to go into next, but if we are talking about my man Pearson, he, that's, like, that's my perfect example because Pearson yep. definitely went through a lot of white universities to get where he went to. But a plus to him for still keeping his soul right through all this madness. You feel me? It's hard to do. Right. Hard to do. So it's just it's the perfect thing. So of course we we can slide right on to that. But first, I, I do want to give a, a quick rundown of the HB nine 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 bill, uh, with just a quick fact sheet of as far as uh what it's about. Uh one, it bans select majors, minors, and curriculums to where it bans anything associated with critical race theory, critical race studies, critical ethnic studies, um, and other courses like radical feminist theory, radical gender theory, queer theory, critical social justice, or intersectionality as defined by the Board of Governors. It restricts general education core courses where, again, critical race theory, critical race studies, so on and so forth. Now, the big thing that has uh, particularly... Uh, people of color and uh, non-white people up in arms. It, it bans all diversity, equity, and inclusion programs. They prohibit state colleges and universities and their direct support organizations from expending state or federal funds to promote, support, or maintain any programs or activities that promote the concept of DEI, diversity. Um, I forgot what it stands for, but, but the diversity programs. So like your fraternities, um, and your cultural centers and everything that they, they're, they're sweeping everything out of it. Um, and that's, that's really some BS, really some BS. Um, that's the main thing. They're going to create a, uh, a new hiring process. Basically they're going to test 
the um, political alignment or ideologies of the teachers before hiring them. Um, they're going to remove any gender from non-discrimination funding policies. Um, it will uh, ban state colleges and universities from expending funds to any organization that discriminates on the basis of race, color, national origin, sex, disability, or religion. It deletes gender from that, from the non-discrimination policy. So, um, and that's, that's basically, though, those are the main points there. There's about five or six that I've just listed off there, but those are the main ones, especially the diversity, equity, inclusion programs. That's what DEI stands for, diversity, equity, inclusion programs. Um, so that's that. You know, I'm I'm gonna look into uh, this a little deeper, just so we can kind of break these things down to what it really means and what they're really aiming for. Uh, because DeSantis says, you know, Florida is where woke goes to die. We already talked about the fact that woke is just a dog whistle for them. They can't even define what woke is because it was colonized by white folk, and then now it's their dog whistle to be used as a pejorative. But yes, yeah, so. Speaking of uh, pejorative, we're going to go ahead and move into what's going on in Nashville. Of course, the last episode, we talked about the the tragic shooting at the school and the fallout because of it. Quick segue, thoughts and prayers to the friends and family and people that was affected in the Louisville shooting that happened today. Again, this is uh, April 10th, the, the date of this recording today, 23. 23 year old bank worker uh, went to his now former place of employment, opened fire, unalived five people, including himself. Um, and now they're dealing with the fallout there. So um, it's just, it's just, I, I just don't know how much we can talk about this without something being done, but this is why we will shift back to Nashville as to what happened. So, this is this is the list of events. We talked about the Nashville shooting at, at an elementary school where three children and three adults lost their lives due to uh, a school shooter who also lost their life. March 30th, there was a, a protest, if you will, to where thousands of children went to the Tennessee Capitol and they didn't storm it. They didn't, you know, they weren't violent. They went to protest. They were allowed to be in certain areas. So they went to those areas to protest and they, they wanted the legislators to do something, do something because they're literally saying, I am scared to go to school because I do not want to die while trying to get an education. While this demonstration was happening, three of the house members decided to join the group of children and students in solidarity to their concerns. There was Justin Jones, Justin Pearson, and I forgot the lady. What, what's the lady's name? Um, her last oh, name is Johnson. Her last name is Johnson, Pauls. Yes. <laughs> so, Miss Johnson. Now, Mr. Pearson, Mr. Jones, they are black. Miss Johnson, she's white. But they stood up and they stood with the, the children who were protesting. They also went to the House floor, Justin Jones and Pearson, with the bullhorn to, to chant the chants 
and the the messages that they were were chanting with the students, the other members of the House, which is a supermajority Republican ran the House, they did not like that. So in response, they did not pass any gun legislation. They decided to expel Justin Jones and Justin Peterson. This happened a few days ago. Now, they they expelled them. They said, basically, you broke the House rules. You, you did what you did in bad fashion. You disrespected the House. So now you have to go. We will strip you of your status, of your position, and now you are out of here, all the way out of here. And so now there was even more backlash to that, to where now, as of now, uh, April 10th, one of them, Justin Jones, has been reinstated with a unanimous vote to to have his position back. Now, I mentioned that Justin Jones and Justin Peterson were expelled, but Ms. Johnson was not expelled. She, she survived the expulsion vote, um, so she was able to keep her position. They say but solely because she did not participate with grabbing the bullhorn and, and chanting the chants and messages that the children were chanting, asking, pleading, begging, demanding gun legislation and for, you know, for protection of their communities. Now that's the list of, of the, the list of events that happened. But now we're going to break this down a little bit because there's a lot of steps and things that were skipped because they wanted to make very quick, harsh, stark examples of Justin Jones and Justin Peterson. So before I talk any, any more, because like I said, I got a lot that I want to say. Um, KT, I'll start with you, the birthday girl. Just from the basic current events that happened, what are your initial thoughts as far as who these people are? what happened, the context, and then what was tried, what was attempted to be done to these two gentlemen. Uh, just initial thoughts. What do you think about this? I feel like them trying to expel the two black dudes instead of the white woman. <laughs> that says enough in itself. I mean, it, it's pretty obvious. And there's they're claiming, okay, she didn't join in the chance on the floor. Okay. But yeah. Expulsion though. I don't know. I it they it was right for there to be backlash. And I'm glad there was so much backlash that it ended up causing them to reinstate one of them now they need to reinstate my boy uh Freeman. brother martin luther king reincarnated it seems <laughs> i feel like they need to go on ahead but they 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 gonna make him wait i think they're gonna reinstate him but they're gonna make him wait because he has been reading them for filth this whole time this brother has been channeling his inner Malcolm X, his inner Martin Luther King Jr. and has been reading these folks for filth in the most eloquent and efficient fashion I have seen in a very long time. 
And I have nothing but respect for this young gentleman. I think that he really has the potential to be, because it has been a while since we've really had any people that I really consider real leaders in the Black community that could get to the level of like a Martin Luther King or a Malcolm X. There hasn't been any on that level in a while. You know what I mean? So he shows tremendous potential at this point to be like a really standout leader in the Black community. And I just hope that he continues on, you know? I'm rooting for him. Nas, what's up, man? All right. All right. So um, now, just to uh, piggyback off what KT was saying, I would disagree with this since Martin Luther King, only because I think Barack Obama deserves a lot of, a lot of respect and praise. Um, he's not Malcolm X True. or Martin Luther King in that sense of what the message had to be. But again, that was 2008 when uh, Barack Obama got elected. It was more just watching him go through the racism that he had to go through while being the president that just lets you know where, where, where we're at still, you know what I mean? Like that, right. that in itself mm-hmm. with him and him and Michelle had to go through while white America voted him in. All right. <laughs> like point blank period mm-hmm. at the end of the day, yeah. the most populated uh, race in the country. So if you have a Hispanic, an Asian or a black person in there, it's because a lot of white people voted them in. All right. Point blank period. Let's get into this. Let's get into this though. So, the Tennessee three. I thought this sister was a Republican, but she's not. She's a Democrat. So yes. I want to I want to give you some math real fast. Something that I was thinking about back in the day, eighteen sixty six. Right there was another expulsion. Oh, talk dirty. Tell there me. was another expulsion in eighteen sixty six. They expelled six representatives. Right for trying to prevent uh-huh. passage of the 14th Amendment. For those who do not know what the 14th Amendment is, that is uh, the amendment that grants citizenship to former slaves. Right. Now, mm-hmm. think about that for a second. This is Tennessee, 1866. This is Confederate city over here, okay? They banned six people, got rid of six people that wanted nothing to do with black people becoming citizens in this country. So I'm going to have to assume that in that time, because, you know, the, the Democrats are the new Republicans back then, back in those days. Right. Let's say there was a lot of Republicans, more than the Democrats, and they just got to overthrow them. Let's come to right to now. Let's get to right now. Uh-huh. Let me ask y'all a question. Let me ask y'all a question. Dun, 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 dun. It was your host. That's sort of real. Now, here we go. Seriously. Can y'all tell me how many Democrats sit as House of Representatives in the great state of Tennessee? Like right now. Come on, stop it, Dave. I see you. One. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, KT? That's a funny. Like, can't... <laughs> he said one. <laughs> hey, yo. <laughs> KT, how many do you think? Um, I honestly don't know. You know what? I should have gave you a little bit more uh, leeway with this before I even asked that question. So for those who do not know, in the great state of Tennessee, there are 99 seats in the House of Representatives. 99. 99 of them. 21 of them are Democrats. 76 of them are Republican. And it would be two more Democrats to make it 23. But, well, well, actually 20. Well, actually one more now. So, you know, it's not 99. It's 98. 
76 Republicans, 22 Democrats right now. That, my friend, is because I, you know, you know me, Dante. I don't like talking to the, I don't like to talk the Democrat Republican thing. But today is your lucky day. I'm gonna talk my talk about this. Now, talk. Even though Biden, I'm still like, yo, I don't like the Democrat. I don't like when you say you're pointing the fingers at Republicans over this whole gun bill. But you know what? I'm not going to come at you as hard as I did. Pause. You know what I'm saying? I'm not even going to do it like that. You know what I mean? Because I now I see what you're saying. The Republicans are like this. Because they're like this. They're not trying to. They don't want you to. They don't care what's going on. You know why? Because like we talked about last week on the Chef Kiss, ep- the Chef Kiss episode of Talk My Credo. Guns are at Happy Meal prices right now. All right. Guns are bringing in all types of money in this country right now. And if it's one thing that salesmen do, because I'm a salesman myself, we're not going to tell you an outcome. We're just going to tell you about the, the, the dope offering that this service is going to provide you. You know what I mean? Like when I work for Dish Network, everybody want this HD quality system, whatever the case may be. If you credit right, you can get the HD system for $50 first month. No problem. You're good to go. If your credit wasn't right, you don't even get the HD. You get standard definition and it costs about $150. So you got to pay for the installment and your first month. Now think about that for a second. Some people ain't down with that. They not down with that to have to pay extra for that, whatever. So here's the point that I'm making to you. Like, yo, so with um with this situation that's going on right now, that yeah, I've got my whole point with about about the about the SD thing, about the, the standard definition. The, 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 like I I'm just basically trying to let people know that um dang yo, I really lost my I can't believe it. I almost I lost my way. Wait, this is different. So I forgot. I forgot where I was going. Dante, Dante, help me out here. Give me a second. Where, where, where was I going with this so I could pick this back up real fast? All right. Well, we were talking about the the overwhelming majority of Republican Republicans mm-hmm. sitting in the House. Mm-hmm. There's, there's 98 yes. in total. Then there's 76 Republicans, about 22 yeah. uh, Democrats right now. And then we're speaking on as far as the Republicans they're looking the other way of not doing anything on this gun stuff because it's such a lucrative business right now. That's the point that I was making. So what we realize is that white America, black America, we're not trying to pay top dollar for no guns. That's the point that I'm just making. You know what I mean? It's like, yo, if I found out that I can go to Walmart and I can get this rifle for $300 versus going somewhere else for it for double the price, this is just what's happening. Republicans do not. Oh, yeah. And now I know exactly what I'm trying to say. The sell. I have to sell people on buying one hundred and eighty dollars worth of something that really just costs fifty dollars. That's hard as a salesman. So think about this. What I'm about to tell you. So imagine if people come back to the distributor, the NRA, let's say, who is a Republican based, by the way. And they like your NRA. My my kids just died because you got guns on the street. The NRA going to be like this. Because they're not in the business. They're not in the business of the mental state of people holding the gun. They're in the business of just selling the gun. They're in the business of selling protection. And let me tell you something. This is how we know again. 
You got to be in the simulation world dealing with this country because white people have been getting away with showing guns on TV for a long time. I'm tell you how. If you go on YouTube, when they show about guns, they always talk about it as a way of protection. And they're in their fishing gear or their hunting gear. They're always outside in the grass with the gun, right? Seems normal because in black America or in brown America, guess where we got our guns at, people? In the inner city. We look wild crazy. Because we're in the concrete jungle protecting ourselves. But if we were in, a, you know, some rural area, bunch of grass, and we look like we're just hunting a couple bears, we may come off regular and cool. But that's just not where we don't live in those areas like that. So it's not going to look like that, unfortunately. All right. So that's that's where we're at with this, in my opinion. Like Republicans are saying, listen. We're not going to discuss this gun bill. We're not going to evolve this gun bill at all because we're making too much money on guns right now, period. We're making so much, like it's so much money. And and again, the NRA is a Republican-based place. That is a Republican organization right there. The Republicans run the money in this country because they have all the spots. They they, they Like hell, even the FBI is most of them Republican. You know what I mean? It's like... <laughs> You're dealing with an organization that they they know that they have their majority. And like we just talked about in the last segment, this is white America's last stance at total dominance in this country. Yes. And they're going to do yes. whatever they can to showcase that. Even if they have to expel three people, even if they had to sacrifice the white woman to do it. And for those who worried about the white woman, like, I can't believe they did that. This is some dumb. But in this, like, diversity... Yeah and no. All right. I used to watch a little thing on Netflix called House of Cars. Okay. And Frank Underwood was the type of congressman that would, like he said, I'm the majority whip. I whip up the votes. Okay. If they know that it only takes 66.67% to make sure someone wins or loses, and you only need, based on what uh, Representative Johnson got, 30 votes of no. To basically make it a 65.7%, which is not the 66.67%, which kept which allowed her to stay. All I need is a Frank Underwood in the Republican Party to make sure 30 people say she should stay. It's 76 Republicans on here. That's nothing. Yep. You can yo, yep. that is a salesman dream. Out of the 76 Republicans. All I need is 30 of them to change their mind. That's nothing. That's that's not, yo, oh, my God. Whoever was the, it's, it's, wait, let me see here. That's less oh, than half. Make it in front of me. That's less than half. Out. That's less than half. You know what I'm saying? Like, all I need is 30 people to say no so this sister can stay in. You know what I mean? And, um, yo, the, the, the protest was peaceful. They was all at the state house. But, yeah, man, I just feel bad because the Republicans have an agenda. And, again, one thing about the Republican Party that people are not paying attention to, in my opinion, is that that's why they decline over Trump, because Trump Trump's name and brand is carrying the 72 million people that want to come back and do it. Let's as they say in basketball, Dante, let's run it back. You know let's what I mean? Let's run it back and see what's up, because. No one can't necessarily say Joe Biden and uh, Vice President Harris is doing a great job that should convince you that you should reelect them in the Democratic Party. So now they're like, listen, 
I 72 million versus, yeah, you might want it with your 80 million for the first time ever, but is that same 80 million giving you that same energy? And realistically, the answer is kind of no right now. Nope. This is the problem that they do not realize. They have repeated history because now I'm not saying this is a one-to-one comparison, but let's look at like Rosa Parks. Let's look at someone like, you know, and what I'm saying is let's look at someone who was publicly defiant in some way against the, the societal standards of something. Right. Look at civil rights and the sit-ins and things of that nature. All of these public figures who we know as far as black culture and community, as far as our, we call civil rights heroes because they sat in a diner. They wouldn't give up their seat on the bus or they stood across the bridge or they marched to Selma. These type of things to where while they were so fixated on law and order, they ended up shooting themselves in the foot and creating literal political stars out of these figures to where it did more harm than good for you to try to quell their efforts for justice, for results. What they did, they're coining this to Tennessee three, but we would call this a Tennessee two. Let's just be honest. No offense to Ms. Johnson, but... Oh, come on. Come on. We'll we'll write about you, but let's just be honest. Now, she she said the things she needed to say, but, okay, I'll I'll say the Tennessee two and a half. This is like the... Well, you know what? I I don't mean to cut you off, but can can it be three unless they don't bring back Pearson? I... I, Okay. Only only reason why I'm saying it like that... I can compromise to that. Is because it only reason why I'm saying it like that is because they 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 reinstated my man. They reinstated who who is I've called yes. him Bruno Mars and I apologize. So he's he's half Filipino, half black. He has a Filipino mom, father's black American. So you black. Yes. My apologies, bro. I, I thought you was Bruno Mars. I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So <laughs> Okay. I like it, it's just yeah, like yo, they all kind of tied themselves to that pole, Pauls, you know what I'm saying, had the bullhorn. Like, they all did this together. The, and this is a tactic by Republicans. Hell, our fifth grade teacher does this. You know, you, you try to separate. You know what I mean? You know what, you're right. You try to you're separate. Right. Like, I, I, don't, I don't want... I, listen, this is not a race problem. This isn't a Republican-Democrat problem. This was a people problem. You know, the people that we saw Absolutely. in that state house were white, Indian, white, black, all of us. You know what I'm saying? Like, no one wanted this smoke. Except for the Republicans that was like, you know what? We're ready for it. We're ready for it. Now, I would say it wasn't so much I I excluded her because she's white. I'm looking at what was actually done to where the Justins, they they were the ones that, that did the most as far as joining in the demonstration, speaking up, speaking out. Then they grabbed the bullhorn. They went down to the to the you know the well of the chamber and said, "Listen, this is a problem. Uh, we need to deal with it now." He mentioned how they they both of them mentioned how we only had one person speak on it. Then y'all tried to move on as if business as usual. No, we need to talk about this. You know, so okay. 
that, that's why I'm, I'm I'm highlighting them two more than Miss Johnson. She I stood up in solidarity. She absolutely did. But I, I wasn't excluding her because she's a white woman. It helped her. But well, I, I would yeah. say this though. But Pearson is the representative in Memphis. Yes. Yes. All right. So and this happened in Memphis. So I can see him being way more vocal than the other two. Even though um, Justin Jones is a representative of um, Nashville, which I'm pretty Nashville. sure there's a hood in Nashville somewhere. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't know too much about Nashville. All right. According to the key Glock that I listen to, I know about Memphis. Uh huh. All right. <laughs> Zach Randolph, John Morant, Memphis. That's what I know. Well, All right. Nah, but, home, yeah. home girl. Um. Um. Johnson? I forgot a name already. Nope, talks real deep. The 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 rapper ain't rapper. Um, fuck nigga free chick. What's Glorilla? Glorilla, yeah, Glorilla, Glorilla. yeah. Ain't she from Memphis? She Glorilla is from Memphis. You right? Yeah, she Glorilla's from Memphis. From Memphis. So I right, I'm gonna check her social and see if she said anything about this. All right, but anyway, um, not like it really cares. Who? Uh, nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. All right, um. They shot themselves in the foot and they made these people who they, they once saw as annoyances. Let's just be honest. This is what Republicans saw them at. These are annoyances and they made them to become a force that I don't think even the supermajority house can deal with now because you've made martyrs of them. And for the, things that they have done and for the way that they have conducted themselves, you've turned almost the, the, the nation, damn near the world against y'all. Cause all eyes was now on Nashville was on the state of Tennessee to see how you was going to do this. So one, one particular piece, they basically described it as the Republicans overplayed their hand, which I, I, I agree. Because again, they, they wanted to make an example out of them, but they only ended up making an example out of themselves to the point that they're, they were trying to push a particular narrative. Oh, they tried to, they, they uh, accused them of trying to conduct a mutiny. They called mm -hmm. them insurrectionists. Mm -hmm, you see mm -hmm. the tie they tried to make the January 6th there? Right, right. They called no, them insurrectionists. Mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. you know? And with all of this that has happened, you again, you've made these people stars, yeah, they almost did that. unstoppable now. Mm -hmm. And and the word of the day, because I'm gonna play a little clip, okay, from um, and I, I may play two, but this one's a little long, it's about three minutes, but um, <laughs> but I need to play it all because it details their approach to Pearson, right? How they attacked him. Right. And then his response. And there's another one that I may play. Okay. Uh -huh, go ahead. No, no, no there's another, it's another one that you may play. I just want to say and one say, uh, devil's advocate. Yes, I'll say there's, there's one uh, that, I, that I want to play that I may play mm -hmm. from the actual sponsor, the one who was spearheading yeah. this expulsion trial um, and the way he was speaking to him. And then Pierce's response to him. Right. Um, right. But I'm going to play this first one here. And this is you know, them trying to get them to understand, well, you were wrong and we need you to realize this. And let's just see what he talks about. Okay. It's not about the rules. It's about that you elevated yourself above the very dead bodies that had not been put in the ground yet. 
How can you not get that? We all, all of us, want to make sure that there's no more children killed. Surely you get that, but I, I, I'm gonna give you an opportunity to respond. I understand that your voice matters. I would ask that you explain to this body why you feel like ours do not. Because on almost every single bill you've spoken, and I think your questions have been illuminated in certain issues that I might not have thought about because I haven't walked in your shoes, you haven't walked in mine. But those rules are there so that we can have this back and forth instead of people just shouting at each other in which nothing gets resolved. I wanted to share that because I wanted to hear your thoughts on how coming to the House floor with a bullhorn and drowning out the voice of my constituents is helpful in this exchange because this is the way that I know how to resolve things, to talk about them and share ideas and share our differences in a way that comes to better results. What are your thoughts on that? Representative Pearson. Peter Lambert, you're wrong. I don't think that one person's voice is more important than anybody's, especially the 96 or so other folks. But what about the thousands of people who were here that Thursday who you never recognized? What about the thousands of people here who your colleagues never made eye contact with or smirked at and, and, and gave a thumbs up or laughed at? What about the thousands of people who came here saying, we need to end gun violence and we need you to do something and they were called insurrectionists by the Speaker of this House? What about the thousands of people who marched the streets of Nashville and came up to this Capitol asking that we do something, but instead of getting just legislation that might protect our schools, we're saying put more guns in schools. I have to tell you, Leader Lambert, I'm shocked that you would say that you care so much about debate in this moment. I, I am because I've seen uh, and talked with a young person today who said they came to you and they were talking with you and there was another representative, Representative Jones there, and he was trying to speak with you and you yelled at him, I've heard enough from you, young man. You said that to another equal member of this body. And so it is hard for me to now listen to you, a person who has yet to put forward legislation that I believe or that I think has had the, the, the true input of other members of this house and other members of this body's input that could actually help protect and save our communities. I haven't heard you talk about the red flag gun laws that you're ready to propose. I haven't heard you talk about the gun storage bills that you're ready to propose. I haven't heard you talking about those things or putting resources or money towards our communities that are suffering from gun violence. I haven't heard you do those things just yet. And so it, it is very difficult for me to stand here now for you to think that I am trying to elevate myself above the people who were killed at Covenant or my own people like Dr. Yvonne Nelson or Larry Thorne or TJ Crutcher. I, it's really difficult that, to, for you to look me in the eye and tell me that I'm putting myself above people who have been killed by gun violence, who I know personally and who I don't know personally but advocate for. When in this house, on that day when we returned, instead of putting forward just legislation, we moved on as business as usual. We had only one representative to speak about the shooting at Covenant, and we moved on. So don't tell me, sir, that debate is so important to us when you didn't stand up and tell the speaker, we need to make sure that all members can speak now. Go ahead, Leader Lambert. Funny. KT, funny. But I do want to do some government's advocate real fast before I give this man all, all the merit in the world. Chris Rock said it best, again, with that trash-ass freaking uh, comedy special, man. 
There's a Jedi mind trick Selective in America outrage. that white America definitely practice. It's called selective outrage. You know what? You know what the Republicans are going to do with their base when they see these clips? What what they're going to make sure they ostracize is this brown fellow with this beautiful afro. Okay, they're going to be like, we don't like that. We don't like that. That's just what we don't like. It's the image. It wasn't even about what he said. It was the image. If that came, yep. if that came out of Representative Sexton's mouth, who is the Speaker of the House for all the House of Representatives in the great state of Tennessee, it would come off so much differently. But it be, but this man had to give you pushback because your Jedi mind trick was wrong. We know you want some BS, brother. We know it. And Pearson just sniffed it out, smoked it out. And throw it right back in your face. Let you know about yourself. Let you know about your party and what your party is doing. You're talking uh -huh. about some gun laws that you want to propose and talk about, but you haven't discussed it not only with the people, but even on the floor to the other House of Representative members. But I just want to put that out right. there because Republicans, they're doing their job of the selective outrage uh, Jedi mind trick move. And I'm very happy to see that this one brother, and he said it. He said, look, man, I'm just one voice, man. Hey, we had thousands of voices out here. Y'all ain't want to listen to none of them. So it's not even just me. It was a bunch of white people, a bunch of Indian people, a bunch of black people, a bunch of everybody, Hispanic people, Asian people. You didn't want to hear none of us. So what is going on? I'm going to play one more clip. Now, this one isn't as long. It's about a minute. But this is uh, Representative Andrew Farmer. He's the one spearheading this trial here. And in this clip, he's basically telling uh, Justin Pearson that, hey, you brought this on yourself. You threw a tent. You I, just, just, just take a listen. Take a listen. I wish Pearson had a, a pick in his in his afro the whole time he was saying. I wish he did. Yes, I wish oh. he did. I wish he had something a <laughs> right. bit more. You know, as I, I look at a different pick with a fist. Yes, yes, with, yes. With absolutely. Pictures or something. Uh, you know, <laughs> I see these pictures and stuff, and he wears you know kente cloths uh, under his suits or, or in, in some particular way where he gives the subtle. Subtle fashion thing, and I, I, and yes, all he needed was that pick with the fist. All right, y'all check this out. You're wrong. You're in the well today because you broke rules of decorum. Wouldn't you agree? Representative Pearson. I believe I'm in the well today because you have put forward a resolution that says that it's more important to expel voices of dissent than do the work of justice, which is fighting to end gun violence in the state of Tennessee. I believe that I'm in the well today because I, uh, with the courage of ancestors and family and loved ones and community, stood up and spoke up for folks like my classmate Larry Thorne, who can speak no more because of the proliferation of guns in Tennessee. I, I believe that I'm in the well today uh, because you have decided that it is not uh, right to have debate. It is not right to listen to the voices of the minority. I believe I'm in the well today because on the day that we wanted to honor the thousands of people who protested, uh, we were denied that opportunity. I believe that I'm here because you feel in your heart that it is right to persecute someone who has committed no crime who has only broken what you call the House decorum rule, which according to Section 19 of the House Permanent Rules of Order say that at worst the thing that should happen is censure. 
but instead you have brought forward a terrible resolution to deprive and disenfranchise thousands of people in Shelby County of a representative who will and can speak and advocate for them. And I believe, uh, Representative Farmer, that that is wrong. That's why you're standing there, because of that temper tantrum that day, for that yearning to have attention. That's what you wanted. Well, you're getting it now. So I just advise you, if you want to conduct business in this house, file a bill. Be recognized, stand there and present it, and pass it. All you got to do is pass the bill. Representative Pierce. Now, you all heard that. How many of you would want to be spoken to that way? How many of you want to be spoken to that way? We're not talking about politics. We're not talking about even gun violence. How many of you would want to be spoken to that way? The reason that I believe the sponsor of this legislation, of this resolution, spoke that way is because he's comfortable doing it because there's a decorum that allows it. There's a decorum that allows you to belittle people. We didn't belittle. And that's basically that. Um, and of course he has Andrew farmers, you know, try to roll some things back as far as, cause you know, this is all over social media and stuff. And they're like, Oh, he's an asshole. Um, but of course to us, we're like, yeah, it's just another Monday for us because you know how how often do we come across people with this type of demeanor, type of thing? Basically, what courage that man has! Because I I, I would have just went over that 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 little uh, podium and just slapped slap yeah. him around a couple of times. Because here's yes. the thing: let's say he did propose a bill. Yo, it's a Republican-led House. He could throw as many bills right. as he want. Y'all prep, y'all mess around and never agree to any of them that he puts out in the first place. Right. You will shoot every last right. one of them down. Talking about all you have to do is pass the bill. Yes. And, and, How am and I going to do that when I'm among the m minority up in here? How am I going to do that? And that's the Jedi mind trick, trick that Nas was just speaking of. Just, well, you, you, you try to propose it if it's so simple. All you got to do is just is pass a bill. In this particular setting, I will never pass a bill. It will never happen because people right. like you are here. And the reason you are speaking to me this way, because of one feeling that this house majority has and his demeanor says it all. Justin Pearson, Justin Jones, you are too uppity and we don't like it. Mm -hmm. You're too uppity. Right. And this is how we're going to fix you. Because if we don't fix you and make an example out of you, we're going to have to deal with more uppity people just like you. Who's this Who's this smart nigger thinking uh, talking to? You're too uppity. I will say this. I know Kim Klasik, the, uh, the Republican sister that's over uh -huh. there in Baltimore. I know she is 
in her bed right now because she could, yo, she could never go on the Republican floor and say anything dynamic that Brother Pearson just said. Never. Nope. Because she's down with them. <laughs> but but I, like, I, like I told you before when I first met you, Dante, I could be a Republican because I would be yeah. the one that would say exactly what Pearson said to them. No problem. Like, that's what you got to do. Pearson, be a Republican. I'm telling you, if you be a Republican with that fro, they would love you 14 million times over. But but the only problem with that is then you're going to have to, you know, unfortunately, you're going to have to ignore some things. Like the gun, yes. like the gun control that they have going on, then you have to figure out like like I wonder what Kim Clay does an hour before her CNN interviews when they ask her about Trump and she has to support the BS. And she's just like, Woo-hoo! I wonder what that looked like. That's my personal. She opinion. probably does the same thing Candace Owens does, probably at a, at, a, at a smaller scale. But she gets the script. She has a coach in her ear that tells her what to say. Remember to say this. If they act, you know, a little, a little coaching here and there. Oh, here, ha- have a bit of your smoothie. The husband's like, all right. After this, here's a little car. You can go buy yourself some shoes afterwards. That's all. <laughs> That's all. Because as even though I liked what she did. I like her attempt, you know, and I'm not mad at it at all because what she did in Baltimore, as far as the views and the conversation that sparked up, amazing, great, because that was facts. It was facts. And me, personally, I don't care. Whoever's bringing the best results for my community, albeit Democrat or Republican, hey, I am for it. I don't care who it is. But I also know neither one of y'all are really looking for or have the best interest of the black community or is this, we will support you or do things for you. If you assimilate into our ideology and I don't like that because as far as mm. black people, we don't fit in either party, but as right. far as what she attempted, I love it. I love what she attempted to do. Unfortunately, it just didn't work out because she didn't get the, the type of support when it actually came to voting. But I would have looked at this as this is a 10-year plan. We're going to do this now, get the conversation started. We're not expecting to win, but we're going to keep applying pressure to get a new message in this area, a message that could bring that community out for the better, but it also would provide, again, the conversation. Those conversations would turn into votes, not now, but four, six, eight years from now, it may yield some things. But this is the problem. But after that first butt whooping she got, then she kind of folded. And yeah. then other Republicans, the Candace Owens of the world, then right. attacked her because she did not go into an area that was a winnable Democrat, uh, a winnable area for Republicans. She actually tried to do, <laughs> which is funny, Candace Owens and crew attacked her for trying to spread the message of conservatism into a democratic area and they attacked her for it. And, you know, so I sympathize with her there, but outside of that, you know, she's not anywhere close to being the type of orator or leader than, you know, than what these brothers are. Congratulations, uh, Mr. Pearson, because you, you may have a, uh, a nice mayor run in the city of Memphis coming up for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. This, this, Literally, what what would have been representative Justin Pearson for the foreseeable future, this fast-forward his political career decades, 
decades because now I can do this. But like you said, now I can be mayor now. And then I can reach even higher after that. Then it's just literally the sky will be the limit for me because of what I did and how they responded because history does not it continue to prove to not be on these type of people's side. They always find themselves on the wrong side of history. And once again, like the theme again, a full circle moment. There you go. There you go. So salute. I would say I'm a fan, not necessarily, you know, it's going to make me Democrat, but I'm listening and I'm watching Justin Jones as well. But to Mr. Pearson, impressive, impressive, absolutely impressive. Um, Just the poise, the just everything, everything standing on your square when you have a house full of people staring and coming at you with, with, with jaded vitriol and, and, you know, literally trying to make an example out of you, literally trying to Toby you, you kept your name. My name is Kunta. <laughs> so, but I applaud that. I applaud that. Absolutely. I applaud that. Um, what else we got to talk about, man? Um, oh uh, yes. All right. We're going to talk about the Dalai Lama. And then we're we going to get up out of here. Um, this guy. Yeah, this guy. No, we know. No, you, you that guy. We, could, we should be talking about sleeping. What you, what you mean? What you mean? Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. Okay. We, we, we are 215. But yeah. But I do want to get this out because, you know, All I got to right. chop this up. I got to make shorts. I got to send it to everybody. We got to get Let's it out. Go. We got to get it out. Um, the Dalai Lama has gone viral. Basically for being a pedo. And now they're trying to run this back and do all these other things. And it's really proven to some people that you just got to be careful who you idolize because, you know, now those Catholic jokes, those Pope jokes have spread out to Buddhism. And the Dalai Lama has, you know, opened that door up. Um, A video has gone viral, a straight up video. And you can go search it if you want to, but it is is blatant, like, bro. But back in February, the Dalai Lama uh, has was visiting a particular area in India, and a little boy was uh, asked if he can come up and hug him. He comes up, and basically he's like, hey, you can give me a hug, but you have to give me a, a kiss on the cheek first. The boy kisses him on the cheek and gives him a hug. Then... The Dalai Lama takes the boy's head and they, you know, forehead to forehead. Then he grabs the boy's chin, kisses him on the mouth, full kiss on the mouth. After that, he tells the boy to suck on his tongue, goes to tongue the boy down. Again, this is literally all on video. Now, this happened back in February and it has now gone viral literally today. And... Now they're playing um, damage control. And this is how they play damage control. A tweet saying a video (laughs) clip has been circulating that shows a recent meeting when a young boy asked his holiness, the Dalai Lama, if he could give him a hug. His holiness wishes to apologize to the boy and his family, as well as his many friends across the world for the hurt his words 
may have caused. It's not your words that's caused hurt, sir. His holiness often teases people he meets in an innocent and playful way, even in public and before cameras. He regrets the incident. Now, for those who have seen the video, you know this particular tweet doesn't even scratch at the surface of the damage control you're going to have to do because now his holiness is not looking nearly as holy um, as as he's once assumed to be. So a quick little um, quick little backstory for what this all means. Now the Dalai Lama is a title given by the Tibetan people to their foremost spiritual leader. So it's like the Tibetan Pope. Let's just call it for what it is. The Tibetan Pope of Buddhism. Right? The current Dalai Lama, his name is Tenzin Gyatso, who lives as a refugee in India, and he is 81 years old. Like, he's in his 80s. Old guy. But again, like the Pope, they're all relatively old. Um, Yeah, Tibetan Pope, tongue down a boy. Senior citizens. Yeah. <laughs> Very senior, very senior. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's basically what's going on, and everybody's in outrage. Absolutely, they should be because I'm like, yo, this is this is some wild stuff. Are you watching the video now? <laughs> Are you watching the video? Uh, I'm laughing, but it's well, definitely it's, not laughing. He tapped it like we, it's like like an automatic pass dispenser. Like he just tapped this up, put his tongue out, he just yeah. Like, oh my God, yeah. Dolly, Dolly, my mind's telling me, Dolly, stop it. Right. Die oh. Kelly, that, that, that's like Mama Kelly. Like, the, I'm, like the it's Dolla, crazy, the bro. Kelly. Yeah. The Dolly Kelly, yo, chill. The my Dolly Lama of, uh, the, man, the Dolly Lama of R&B. <laughs> Our Lama. Yo, our llama is out here wowing. Oh my god! I, listen, I'll have no words for this. Now, now you just know because the the, the the current Dalai Lama resides as a refugee in the country of India. Which right. again, there's a lot of women there. There's a lot of people in India. Like, come on, Dolly, Do, bro, bro. Matter of fact, I don't even want to be like that because let's say you are gay, right? Which is fine. There's a lot of grown men in, in India. A lot of grown men. And they all bathe out that river. That's why most of them come to America. They're like, we ain't doing that. Uh-huh. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> like, no, this, this, is, this is just weird. I, I, I'm sorry. There's nothing to really say. Um, the fact that his boys was filming him. Like, what is the... Yo, like, what company are you keeping? Like, who thinks this is... Some cool, traditional thing to do. And if boys get to kiss men in the country of India, then don't bring that crap over here. No disrespect. I'm just saying because we don't understand that. We no. see that. We want you to be locked up immediately. Like we want you to immediately. We want you to get we want you to get flew, flew what's the term? Flew out? You get flown flew in. Out. We want you to get flew out, out to America <laughs> just so we can try have you on trial so we can lock you up. <laughs> One thing, America, no matter what race or, or, or sexual orientation you are, we don't play that pedal. <laughs> we don't do that. Nope. Not at <laughs> we all. We don't do that. We'll lock Not your ass right all. on up. Right on up. Give you the unhealthiest type of uh, 
Excellent. Prison term, give you solitary confinement, make you go crazy. No problem. What you say, KT? My bad. No, I just said you go to jail immediately, expeditiously. Expeditiously. <laughs> yes, yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yo, that's oh, wild. Man. He told the little boy to suck his tongue. Yo, chill. Pause. What's that about? What is that about? But of course, but like, okay. The thing that I thought about is, okay, this happened in February. Your people just came out with a response and an apology now that it's gone viral. But again, this, but I'm just like, so it took you six weeks to be like, you know what, what we did, what, you know, that was wrong. You know what? He regrets that. It is like, but and it's just, he regrets it. He's a, he, he apologizes to the boy and his family and for the words that, that he said that may have hurt people. I'm like, words? You can watch this video on mute and, right. can, like, and be offended. And be right. absolutely disgusted. It's something about India. It, no disrespect. I'm not I'm not coming at you, the country India. I'm just saying uh-huh. it, it must be some rules, regulations, customs, and traditions that's not having this man in handcuffs immediately. Cause if we saw tell you, if that happened in Detroit, Michigan. That man would be locked up five minutes later. So soon as we saw it, it'd have been over for the Dalai Lama. No disrespect to you, Dalai. It'd have been over for you. He'll be the, the Dalai Natma real quick. That boy be knotted up. Yo, He'd be knotted up. Yo, he like, no disrespect. You you got I'm not, you gotta lose your job. You gotta lose your job for that. Yes. There, there should be very soon. A 15th, because he is the, the 14th Dalai Lama. There should be a 15th Dalai Lama within the next six weeks. Because you can't stay, you can't continue to be the Dalai Lama. You can't be the, the Tibetan Pope of Buddhism anymore. Not with this. No. Not no. with this. But at the same no. time, well, I, I thought about it. Well, you know, now common sense would say, nah, you gotta go, bro. T- Tenzin Gyatso, you gotta go. But I'm thinking about well, when those Catholic priests and those supposed when they was doing that thing, they, they just got transferred. Mm. So yeah, so like well, he he's where he is now. He'll he'll probably go across the country, and and say he's on a, a a spiritual journey of enlightenment or something like that. Then he'll be back in three months. He uh so he, wait, what's that? What's that church guy? Not not Kurt Franklin. It's another guy. Donnie McKirkland. Isn't is it Donnie yes. McKirkland on, on, on American uh internet tour right now talking about his uh homosexual urges? Yep. yep. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like that's I don't know. Just something and, and, and I and I'm just gonna sound real uh down low, but I'm just saying, like, why do I need to hear about that? I don't wanna know about that. You wanna have to work on that. Like you have to talk to your wife yeah. first. Th- that's that's know. just I don't know. Yeah. Just is he don't married? know. He, I don't think he is married. I apologize. Kareem McClurkin is married? I don't think he's married. I apologize about that. I, I, don't, he was married. I don't think so. I, I'm just saying so. that he been, he's been running around with women and that he been telling women how he's having homosexual urges as if that's going to get him some more box. Like, I don't, I don't know how that goes. It probably has. You know, that's, that's probably how it works. He says, we fall down and he falls down and gets something. You know, let, me, let me see how this works. KT, listen. <laughs> um, no, no, let's go. You know what? KT, KT, um, listen, I, look, I find you attractive. You're a 
sexy, uh, dark skin, uh, plus size woman. No, so I, I was watching Monique and I thought about you. You look better than Monique. Listen, I know I've been dating a couple men the last two weeks. Could we go out? I don't know if that works. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if that works. I don't know if that's going. I don't know if that's going. Ah, nah. KT, save me! I'm. I'm save me. I'm, <laughs> what did I say to that? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> did she, did she right what you mean? You don't want to. You don't want to save me from you know, my existence. You can change me. You, you can change. You can make me change my ways. You can. You, know, you can put me on the straight and narrow. Mm -mm. Pun intended. I'm trying to get my lick back. Pause. No. <laughs> I'm tired of running it back. I want to run. I'm okay. I'm you know what? Okay. Okay. KT, no. don't leave. Don't leave. No. KT. <laughs> I'm oh, going to bed. Don't Good leave night. KT. Oh. <laughs> All right, man. Listen, Dalai Lama. Yeah, like my opinion. No, there should the fourteenth Dalai Lama should should be retired. Like retired. Send him on to the the, the senile home. Um, honestly, put him in jail because that that was some wild. That was some wild stuff. Well, let him work for the Vatican where, where all that's been all right for the last 20, 30, yeah, 40 well, years. Yeah, well, that's probably what happened. Like, he'll be reassigned because now I'm seeing a connection. So now everyone was talking about, you know, all of these the religions are the same in some sort of way. I, I'm starting to believe it now. Oh, my God. Did you believe it now. Oh, look, what I just saw, look what I just found on the Internet. He is now... He is now the new pope. That is crazy. That is amazing. Whoa. whoa, whoa. Oh, my God. See, there we go. There we go. He, he is the new pope. The Dalai Lama pope. First hey. Asian pope in history. This is amazing, yo. Shout out to the Italians, whoa. man. My God. Hey, God. See, they Diversity work Diversity and they inclusion work. at work here. Just See? Uh, it's beautiful. But then, oh, oh, what's it? Over seventy five percent of the the white supporters have have now denounced their religion. Oh my God! Why they do that? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> what? Ah! The moment you said diversity, look what happened. Oh my God! <laughs> white people said we're gonna start our own religion, call it Scientology. How about that? <laughs> Yo, for like just like I ain't even gonna go into it, but do you know what Scientologists like actually believe? Like what their religion entails? I've been reading the book that they use as the Bible. This thing is, this <laughs> bro. Like they they definitely made a a, uh, a joke out of religion and just made their own thing up and put it together. Yeah, but but like but they actually believe it though. That's the thing. Like if it's, it was like a parody, wild. like I would get like okay, this is just like a parody type of thing, like just a you know a, a proverbial middle finger to religion. But y'all actually believe that. <laughs> I was like, yo. <laughs> I was like, man. And what's that what's that lady from King of Queens who went on like a crusade to announce Scientology? Yep. 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 Yeah, man. We call her the King of Cruise. The King of Cruise. The King of Queens. The King of Cruise. The King of Cruise. The King of Cruise. <laughs> all right y'all man listen we appreciate y'all checking us out 
This is episode 106, the Talk My Credo podcast. Please, if you are listening to us on your favorite platforms, please be uh, be so mindful and so kind to leave a review, to share it with your friends. Uh, for all the first-time listeners, for those who will never listen again, we thank y'all so much for checking us out. For those watching us, wherever you're watching us, please be sure to like, share, comment, and subscribe. Um, I also meant to reply on air to a particular comment that I found was very, very funny. Um, but I'll do it on the next week. But the the gist of it is, y'all know the the real, the short I put up, uh, basically saying, you know what, I'm done talking about but this racist did what they racist said. Let's focus on solutions. Someone came back and was like, but you are racist yourself. And we had a nice little back and forth. And I was like, well, how did you get that response from what I'm saying? So you know me, but I'll, I'll detail that a little later. But thank y'all so much for checking us out. Be sure to like, share, comment, subscribe, share, share, share. Thank y'all so much for the, the growth and, and the listens and everything. I am so grateful to you all. Uh, Nas the head of the table, the greatest any badger that ever lived, the the late night flight podcast, uh, man, just I'm so grateful for him. KT, big sis, I'm a tombway. I'm so grateful for him. I love, I love her so much. I'm say so sorry. Right. Oh, see, I'm sorry. I stay corrected. I'm a tombwa. I love her so much. Uh, so grateful. <laughs> Keisha, baby K with the AK. Love you, girl. Uh, we still gonna talk trash until you actually listen and realize we're talking trash about you, and then you go. To- <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> All right, so we love y'all, y'all. Until next time, stay fly, stay blessed. Peace out, y'all. You should take them home. Talk and dope conversations. Tap in. Come on. To the Talk My Credo podcast. Find us on all streaming platforms. Happening on social media. And subscribe to us on YouTube at Talk My Credo. Talk My Credo.